0: And welcome everyone to the League of Extraordinary Podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. This, is as we're finally back together, well, almost everyone, almost everyone will be here. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the host of Devious One, Ivan C. from Circle Debate, of course, with my other host, mi familia, my family, my blood, mi sangre, todo. <laughs> Let me go ahead and introduce, of course, because he is Mr. Call Up himself, because he calls you up when he needs you, and that is right, Mr. Kenny. The Call Up Podcast. What is going on, my brother?
1: What's going on, man? Yeah, Kenny.
0: That is right, and of yeah, course, Kenny. we have, of course, mi hermano, mi familia, coming from on Ontario, Canada, and of course, not only he has the Queen of Podcasts, but he's also the King of the King of Interviews.
2: Oh. Uh, he is
0: straight. Oh. The, yes, he is Mister uh, yeah. Straight talking himself, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, George McKay, Straight Talk, Rest.
3: What's going on, League of Extraordinary Podcasters, man? It's been a minute. It feels weird. I think the last time we did this was December, and I was like, yeah. shit to you all kinds, Ivan. That was it. Talk. No, because both of you weren't on that one. But like, Kofi came in and Kofi's like said yeah. something, and it, Ivan just looks so angry. And he's like, I agree with you. And he just said it so like monotone. It was like, what the hell so like uber aggressive for absolutely no reason so the rest of the show was like (laughs) i agree with you and then i tried to we were on rewind on saturday and i tried to throw the joke out and it went right over his head (laughs) (laughs) i'm like the man who always agrees with me ivan he's like well i don't agree all the time and i'm like what the fuck what the hell just happened (laughs) here
4: he
5: forgot about he forgot about that
0: I forgot not about before. it he just, I, until he just remember, you know, reminded me right now. <laughs> Shit. And of course, I have my brother, one of the kings of New York, because he gives the people what he wants, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And that is good brother, both the Dirty Heels podcast. What's going on, good brother? You're on location. <laughs> yo, we
1: should... yo, 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 I'm not here in these streets. You already know it's been a long time. Uh, Shout out to my brother, Kofi Wieston. Uh, shout out to the whole league, OG league in this bitch. I love y'all. Let's get this shit cracking.
0: Absolutely, let's get this shit cracking, man. What a weekend, man! What a weekend of mm-hmm. fucking oh, yeah. WrestleMania, man. Yeah. But Bes- you know, besides WrestleMania, yeah. we had Ring of Honor, we had uh, Impact, had the Earth too as well. So you know, WrestleCon had it. It was just so much. But today we're only here it to cover like WrestleMania. Sex.
1: <laughs> yeah. it was like sex. <laughs> I enjoyed it It was like sex and drugs All this weekend and me. I ain't going hold y'all I loved it <laughs> <laughs> Oh sex man Sex and drugs man
0: <laughs> Yeah right Like for the Bunny bunny Ranch version Right being on the whole weekend But mm-hmm. nothing but wrestling Sex and drugs and alcohol Right <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn, Damn straight right. Damn straight Damn straight Damn straight. But man before we even start off with night one, just very brief. I thought you want to talk about the Hall of Fame. What were you guys thought about it? Like, especially the, you know, the Undertaker speech. It was a very long speech, but very emotional. Especially when he said, uh, never say never. So, I'll take it to you, Kenny. Your thoughts, very brief, uh, of Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech.
5: I thought it was good. Like, as soon as he came out and I saw a little, the, the the microphone, he had a little microphone to, like, his uh, his ear and stuff like that to like the whole mouth thing. I was just like, yeah, he's not standing on this podium. Like, yeah, he's going to give us a TED talk. Like, right? We, we're going to go. We're going to have a, a freaking we're going to go back in time. I thought it was great. You know, uh, I thought everybody in the Hall of Fame was was great. Like, they were just like it didn't it didn't bore me at all. Like, I literally was like normally when I watch the Hall of Fame, nothing, I fall asleep. And then I wake up, and somebody's still talking. You know what I mean? I think, like, everybody did, a, like, a fantastic job. I love right. how Undertaker just went back to everybody and, like, thanked who the people who like, really helped him out in his career. I, it, it was amazing.
3: Oh, man, definitely.
0: George, what are your thoughts about
3: the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah. Like, can you put it in didn't. It didn't really bore me. Uh, kept me interested. Uh, yep. It moved quickly. Uh, I thought uh, the Undertaker speech was fantastic. But I mean, uh, Shad's wife and his son coming up there had a lot of great stories to tell. When she called out JTG for like not helping at the uh, gas station, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and the Steiners, like when Rick's when Scott Steiner came out, he's right. like, "They gave me a live mic. Do they not know?" <laughs> 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 I thought I thought that everybody kind of right. you know they kept it in perspective. Everybody got their, like, moments in and stuff like that. And they kept the one speech that really, like, the highlight of the Hall of Fame. The last speech should always be the longest. Everybody else kind of stayed within their time frame, which was great. And um, it already got me thinking about who's who's going to be next year, right? Because, I mean, Triple H retiring now. He should go in solo. He already went in with DX, but he should go in solo. Uh, Rey mm-hmm. Mysterio is probably going to hang it up after this year. He'll probably be in addition for next year. Um, there's, there's a lot of possibilities of who could get it. The only one that I, I still scratch my head on only because i didn't really think she did that much to finding stuff in wrestling was queen charmel i mean yes when she came out with booker t back in the day she did have influence in that storyline but i don't think she's hall of fame worthy i mean i don't think any other female should go in the hall of fame until the original diva which is elizabeth goes in after that everyone can follow but until elizabeth goes in just doesn't make sense my honest opinion Mm. i mean that's the first lady of wwe she should be in there a long time ago and i understand there's there's this cloud of darkness around her, but fuck. I mean, you put Mula in there; she was pretty much a pimp, uh, you know. Fuck. Sunny's <laughs> in there. She's spent most of her times with her legs mm-hmm. up in her air in the last fucking mm-hmm. decade. So, like, I mean, what's the difference? At the end of the day, if somebody lost their battle with drugs. There's nothing to shy away mm-hmm. from. She still had defining storylines in wrestling. That's my honest opinion about that. But other uh, than Charmel, right. everybody was great. Even Charmel mm-hmm. was great, except for Booker saying, uh, "Hail, Queen Charmel!" Like. Thirty times over, bro.
1: Yeah,
5: because yeah, no, nobody else, nobody else in the crowd was <laughs> well, was was cheering that except for him. That was it. Like, not even her kids was doing it. I was like, okay. I went
3: downstairs to change laundry when that speech started, and I came up, and it'd been eight minutes. I'm like, fuck, she's still talking.
0: Yep. <laughs> oh man, yeah, good brother. What about you? We talked about Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech. Uh oh. Can you hear us, good brother? Uh-oh. Like, uh-oh, little technical difficulties there oh, on his yeah, side. The internet.
3: Uh, there you go.
0: Yeah, I don't What? What? No, yes, yes, no. There's <laughs> a glitch in the Matrix. It's a, yes, it's a glitch in the Matrix. Good brother, can you hear us? Uh, looks like he's losing connection there. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I agree. Especially what you just said about Queen Charmel, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, but although, yeah, I, I, I do agree. I, th- I think Triple H should be the one next year. Should be main, you know, headlining. Uh, well, Mysterio, that actually, yeah, makes a lot of sense. I still want that. I still want this to happen. I've been saying I'm gonna keep bragging about it till it happens. I need Dominic to turn heel on his father, take over the, you know, the Fantasma uh, League, and have him fucking just say Eddie's was my real father take away his mask and fucking
3: retire, at, you know, right, Mysterio. Uh, that's
1: well, they're, what, they're, what I They seen. are kind
3: of planting seeds for that, right? I mean, look at what Dominic wore. He wore during WrestleMania. He came out pretty much honoring Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero wore yeah. something similar along that line, right?
4: Yeah, so, mm-hmm. uh,
3: A long time ago. So, I mean, I feel like that's where they are going. They're planting these little seeds. But uh, the one thing I have to say is about all the storylines leading up to WrestleMania, everyone got their spots in. The promos were tight. The storylines were curved correctly. And it just made for two very entertaining days of wrestling, even including NXT. And I haven't watched 2.0 in a very long time. But yeah. uh, to, to, sit that, to sit back and actually watch Stand and Deliver, I, I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, other than the women's match, uh, the only reason I say that is because <laughs> I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> it just, it put me to sleep. And usually I'm the first one to say the women's match in NXT is always fire. But for some yeah. reason, that match put me to sleep. Maybe just because I don't find Mandy Rose to be a believable champion. But um, I gotta say, WWE's turned a corner with their writing. At least okay. leading into this WrestleMania, everything was tight. From Kevin Owens, the promos, even Logan Paul and uh, fucking The Miz, the Mysterios, everything was on point. Everything was on point. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a, there was not a bad lead into this WrestleMania for any storyline whatsoever, and everything went pretty much the way uh, the way predicted for the most part. Uh, Kenny and I kind of disagreed on a couple things on rewind, but I mean, I did get a couple things right. I got actually got quite a bit right. I was yeah, like, three yeah. I, you know, I was, just,
5: <laughs> I was just, I was, I was just <laughs> me personally. Not for nothing, I was, I was like, ah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against the grain on a lot of stuff, even though like with, with WWE is is pretty predictable. Like when it comes to these certain things, like you know, um, I know we talked about the whole Happy Corbin and, and Drew McIntyre thing. I'm still standing by that. I think Happy Corbin is there, you know, a really good entertainer, you know? Um, I was really entertained with that match between, you know, between the two, you know, I love the ending of just him just like slicing the freaking rope, you know? And, and that popped a lot of people. Like when uh, the people that I had in my house, they, when, when that happened, the first thing they did was like, Holy shit, like, he really just do that. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, like my son was just like, well, there goes the rest of the show. (laughs) like. And I was like, no, like they, you know, they can fix the ropes. They can, they can put they something else. Those rope like, guys they got
3: back there. Waiting. Yeah. Waiting. <laughs> like, we, we, they
5: waiting. Trust me, they got like a million ropes back there. We, we're still gonna, we're you know, have WrestleMania. But um, but other than all, I think WWE showed exactly what their, uh, you know, what what they're all about, and that's entertaining. You know, uh, families. You know, they, and and they show that like when it comes to their big event. They're going to go all out. And they did. They had the yeah. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Freaking Pat McAfee just amazed me even more with, like, the, the stuff that he did where people were just like, yo, did he really just jump on the top rope like that? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, your man has hops. Like, he, he can get up there. You know what I mean? Uh, I I could have done without the whole Vince McMahon thing, you know? Uh, but it was funny to see, like, Austin come back out. And they have, they have like, that little interaction there. I thought that you know a little bit of nostalgia there, and I was like, "All right, like that's cool." And then like the whole Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar thing. As much as we built into this, you know, the, this feud, uh, I thought the match could have been better.
0: Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into yeah. that.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. But I want to go ahead and get into like one very brief. Let's try to keep our answers as short as possible. Yeah, yeah. And here we go. What yeah. and show the like yeah. one card here. Uh, what well, I know they changed this one for night two, which was the um the new day, but so far this is a mat the the card for night one. Uh, let's get into it. I mean, the first opening match was, was the Usos versus Nakamura and Rick Boogs and Boogs Boogs Boogs. I always
1: call them Boogs well, I, I thought one of the announcers Boobs was gonna say, I'm going
3: to say Rick Boogs. I thought it, I thought
0: they
1: were <laughs> I, I, I thought, it thought so too. I right? really
3: did, man. I was
0: waiting for that too. To be honest, I was waiting for that. <laughs> but let's get into it. I mean, it. I'll say very brief. Uh, I was solid, but it just sucks for for Boogs, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Bad moment. I know he wanted his moment, but uh, I, I feel bad for him. But uh, you know, hopefully, wish him very well and speed speedy recovery. Uh, but go ahead, George, take it away. What do
3: you What are your thoughts about the? You opening know what? Then? Just to keep it brief, uh, I touched on this a little bit in that kind of prediction show that
0: we
1: what, did. What did t-
3: uh, um, the. Uh, the fact is is that if the usos lost the title that means reigns was going to drop to brock lesnar that's just the way i look at it everybody says the bloodline or a lot of people i've heard talking saying the bloodline doesn't need to be dripped in gold right. look at the best factions of all time at one point in time they had all the gold uh you look at undisputed error most recently in nxt there was a point in time where they had every uh male championship in that organization in that faction. You look at Evolution. There was a time when Randy Orton and Batista were the tag team champions. Uh, I believe Randy Orton also held the Intercontinental at the time. And Triple H was the world champion. So, like, a lot of times, factions, successes, are defined by championship runs. So, uh, look at the Shield, right? You had Reigns and Moxley as tag team champions. Moxley then had the... uh us title so forth and so on so factions are kind of built around the success of how many championships they hold at that given time it shows true power so if the usos had dropped then i knew that they were going to give it to brock but when the usos retained i already knew which way it was going to go uh, still uh, to touch on a little bit i know we're going to get into it later but to touch on it briefly i actually the match surprised me and entertained me and that's hard for me to say because i'm not the biggest roman reigns fan but uh, we'll get into that later, of course. But if the Usos had lost, we already knew which way it was going to go. But uh, despite the fact that, you know, you don't want to see anybody get injured, whether you love them or you hate them. Uh, I'm not really all over on, on Boggs or Boogs or Boobs or whatever the fuck his name is. He's called, uh, <laughs> called
4: Rick.
3: Not, called I'm Rick. not all in on Rick, but I will say that uh, you never want to see anybody go down. You never want to see anybody go down in any form or fashion. So that sucks. And uh, Speedy Recovery, he looks like a pretty strapping fellow. So I'm sure, uh, physio will, he'll much like most wrestlers he'll come back ahead of schedule. I'm sure he will for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Kenny, take it away.
5: I wish I would have seen more of this match because it was it was at, at points it was slow, you know. So you had to do like those those kind of spots, and unfortunately, he tried to go for that really big spot of picking both up, and you know he he messed up his quad and stuff like that. But um, like if they would have gave it to Nakamura and boobs like. For me, I would have been like, you know what? Then you have to do something with these tag team titles on SmackDown. You can't do like what you did before where you gave Nakamura the the IC title and he didn't defend it for six months. To the point where, like, nobody remembered that he was even IC champ. Because there was just like, okay, someone's IC champ. We just don't remember who it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what's next for the Usos? I have no idea. I guess just being behind Roman. Um if I was WWE, I would have the Usos freaking face, um, RK Bro. I mean, Roman can go to, to Raw so, and SmackDown. Might as well take his his uh, his 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 cousins with him.
1: Hold on, y'all. Yeah. Could I, can I can please I say something? I yeah, go ahead. What, what are you on, you Go for it. Yep, yo, yo. Yo, I don't know how long I'm gonna be on this shit. Stream y'all don't love me that much, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> feel me, But I wanted to say it, it doesn't. I, technology don't love me that much, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted to say one thing before the shit fuck, fuck up. I'm gonna be honest with you, WrestleMania, it was trash. It it, it 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 was a lot of moments, it was a few moments, but all around it, it was trash, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? Because mm. a, bar- a lot of people got buried, a lot of people got buried. You know what i'm saying uh a lot of shit. like for instance the end of champion wasn't there on the line like that uh, like that uh, the united states champion was on a lot of things you know i battle that you feel you can pick that up make that a scott hall real ladder with the rc title in line that, that, that. Austin, he, Austin did tremendous, you feel me? So after doing 19 years, after nineteen years, he did tremendously, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Roman and Brock shit, it was expected. Bianca Belair, it, it, basically shit was predictable, you feel me? Um, I, I, kind of, yeah, he, how you just bury my man, stuff like that. You know, it's, I, it was all right, but then it was trash. It's, but who? going to lose him soon. I know. Yeah, we're going to lose him again. Let's see. You there? Oh,
3: yeah, we're going to lose him soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's uh, yeah, he's
0: gonna, yeah.
3: Maybe, maybe. Maybe, no.
1: Maybe.
0: <laughs> sub-zero, man, sub-zero.
3: <laughs> You'll figure it out. Let's see if you can figure it out. I got the gist of what he was saying, though, and he's right. I mean, I thought the same thing. How are you going to put the IC title on Ricochet and not have him defend the strap? How are you going to – I mean, you, there's a lot of matches. I mean, no offense, uh, the New Day and um, – uh, you know, Sheamus and uh, the guy that fucked up Big E again. A oh, name Ridge Holland. Remember. Ridge Holland. That's a, That was a. That's like a SmackDown. That's a Friday Night SmackDown match that mm-hmm. didn't deserve WrestleMania time. Uh, same thing with. Uh, to be honest with you, Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. I don't think that deserved WrestleMania time. I think WrestleMania is one of those pay-per-views. I know we have Night of Champions where every title is defended, but WrestleMania, mm-hmm. if you're a title holder. You should be on the WrestleMania card. There was a lot of matches I, I felt that didn't need to be on this card that were entertaining nonetheless. Uh, I, I could see Drew McIntyre versus, uh, you know, uh, Happy Corbin any day of the week. Didn't require a WrestleMania build, in, in my honest opinion. So I agree with what he's saying um, about that. A lot of ways WrestleMania was very predictable, but predictable nonetheless. It still it gave you that touch and it's nostalgia. Uh, Kevin Owens did a great job taking care of Stone Cold. And he sold very, very well. Uh, he made sure Stone Cold didn't have to overwork in any aspect. Stone Cold got his legendary spots in, which were great. And, I mean, what an honor for KO, right? I mean, when a guy comes out of retirement 19 years, they pretty much get to handpick their opponent. And for Stone Cold to say, you know, Kevin Owens is a guy I want to work with, that's a testament of who he is. And it's oh, a yeah. shame that Kevin Owens hasn't held gold in a very long time in that company. It's been a long time since that universal title reign. Very long Yeah. Time. That, oh, yeah, be-
5: he never he never even got a rematch for that either. No, he didn't. yeah he
3: never he never got a rematch. You're right, and that's that's a that's a travesty, right? I mean, the the fact that a guy like Bill Goldberg could go in and just rock him and the Fiend in very mm-hmm. very subpar matches and get 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 the headline WrestleMania fucking twice just boggles my goddamn mind. Boggles my mind. Definitely, definitely. But you know, you spoke about McIntyre Happy Corbin. Yeah, I agree. That match should
0: have been on a on a SmackDown uh but we all know those are vince's two favorite guys and of course he's gonna put them on the main you know the main main show of course he's not gonna put them on smackdown oh, yeah, he put the Andre, the Andre, the the giant battle you know battle royal on friday and the IC title on friday which is an unfortunate doesn't make any sense and i definitely agree with that especially with the whole past with scott hall should kind of you know come commemorate the Intercontinental and make it prestige out of wrestlemania but unfortunately they didn't Actually, go with towards that direction. So, but overall, this uh, McIntyre happy Corbin match was all right. We did, I mean, I did like the little sword thing, of course. You could tell that happy uh, Madcap Moss was timing it. Okay, I gotta jump right now before he throws the sword. If he that, really gets hurt. Yeah, because then he'll really get hurt. And then, oh, shit, we're gonna see him close to a, almost like uh you know, murder scene right here at WrestleMania, but... And <laughs> <Yeah>, listen, <laughs> but, uh, no, just,
5: they'll just clean up the blood and the show will go on.
0: Yeah, the show will go on, no matter what. Happened with Owen
3: Hart. We all know how that went down.
0: Yeah, yep. we already know how that went down, yeah. But this one, I mean, I get it. I just, it was all right. I went with my heart and McIntyre won. I know you want it happy,
5: Kenny, but I, 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 I You know what, I, I wanted it, <laughs> and at one point when he hit him with the end of days... And I was like, oh, oh there it goes. And I was like clapping. And then he kicked out and I was like, yeah, this, this is over. He's yeah, drew Drew's gonna win. Like, fuck it. I'm not like, gonna
3: lie. When when Drew kicked out of that, I was like, ha, fuck you, Kenny.
5: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no for nothing. I was like, when he kicked out, I was like, fuck, come on, you gotta be shitting me. I was like, this should have been over. And then I was just like, he's gonna win. And I put that sad. If you could just put a sad emoji face on the screen, he was like, all right. Like good. it was, it was good for what it's worth. And then he pulled out the sword and did the whole thing to the to the rope, and I was like,
4: "Yeah, yeah, it's done." You should have had him
3: dressed up like William Wallace. He should have came out with his face painted blue. Oh my god! <laughs> I would have loved that. I would have loved that. I would have been like, "Yes, I love it."
0: Oh man, but I mean, like I said, the match was good. What
3: What do you think, George? The match was solid. It was okay. You know what? I mean, it was it was very predictable. I mean, uh, as much as I I, I love Drew McIntyre, and, and you know what? I will say this: Happy Corbin. I'm not really a fan of the character. But this is a guy who's been, uh, much like Triple H, early on in his career, he had those high moments, and then because of backstage heat, he dropped right back down. I mean, look how quickly he dropped the uh, when he had the Money in the Bank. Briefcase, right? Oh, yeah. like he, yeah. They they made him lose it in a squash match. So, mm-hmm. Baron Corbin is a guy that's pretty much went from, you know, going against the system to falling in line. And they've given him multiple avenues. They've kept him on TV. Uh, love him or hate him, the guys worked. I will say exactly. that. But the match was highly predictable. You knew which way it was going to go. I mean, for a split second when he hit the end of days, I leaned back in my chair. But then when he kicked out, I, like I said, three words, fuck you, you know, Kenny. But um, <laughs> uh, the fact is is that it was highly Highly predictable. This whole WrestleMania was very, very predictable. You knew which way things were going to go because if they didn't, then the storyline builds didn't make sense. Like right. uh, you know, uh, the only thing that was a little bit of a swerve for me, which was surprising, uh, was Miz and uh, Paul getting the win cleanly in some yeah. ways. But then Miz going from heel to face in like ten seconds. There's only one wrestler in wrestling who could do that, and that is to Miz. He can go out be hated, and then. 10 seconds later, get, get one of the biggest pops of night one when he gave a skull-crushing finale to Paul. So as to what the build is going to be for that, I'm not sure. But I will say this. The celebrities, this year, much like last year, they put the work in. Last year, oh, Bad yeah. Bunny put the work in, and he looked decent. This year, Paul put the work in. Uh, McAfee put the work in. And uh, Johnny Knoxville put the work in. Oh, like, yeah. all three celebrities did their jobs. They didn't go out there and just have a, a botch after botch type of match. They actually went out there. They did some cool shit. Logan Paul's power slam looked picture fucking perfect. Almost like yes. Braun Strowman, if you will, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. That shit, solid. And um, I, I don't know. I just, all in all, as much as it was predictable, which every WrestleMania is, even most AEW pay-per-views are predictable. Any pay-per-view is predictable. <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan, you could just read the storylines and you know how it's going to work. But does it take away from the fact that you enjoyed your ass off for two days? Fuck no. It absolutely does not. You were still entertained. Some matches where I was like, I knew that was going to happen. I still had a smile on my face. I had a big smile on my face when Drew McIntyre won, just because. I, had <laughs> to
4: control it in
3: that room. I love Kenny. I love the Call Up podcast is one of my favorite podcasts out there. I listen on a regular, and that's the truth. But the fact is, is that sometimes you just gotta you just gotta speak it straight up, and that's what some <laughs> of us do. You know what I mean? So you know what
5: Wrestle WrestleMania Backlash. Happy Corbin will get his victory. We're going to get a rematch.
3: And that's Stim- fine. If that stabbing. happens, that's okay. But at the showcase of the immortals, he <laughs> did not. That's an that's a L. That's, that's, a, that's
5: fine. That's fine. He still has the fact that he retired Kurt Angle in his last match in my hometown. I don't I don't care. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that. I'm going to uh, live in the past like everyone I mean, else. He
3: still has the fact, too, that he was one of the highest paid waiters in all of the world for like a year and a half when he would come out looking like a waiter at the keg. Sir, can I start you off with some bread? Yes, you can. (laughs) I will take
0: (laughs) some Talk about it, Kenny, about that tag match, Logan Paul and Miz, Mysterio. What were your thoughts about that? Were you impressed? You
5: know what, man? (sighs) Shout out to Logan Paul for putting that work in. Okay, he looked great. Okay, and not for nothing, I think he did a way better freaking frog splash than Dominic Mysterio. I think Dominic's like best frog splash was at WrestleMania when he when he did it. Because I think he, I think he just didn't give a shit about Logan Paul. It was just like, you know what? I can hit him. And I don't have to, he's not gonna be performing tomorrow or on Monday or any other time during this week. So if I if I fuck up his ribs, it's okay. And he he jumped high, hit that frog splash, bam, it hit it hard, and it just jumped off and let his father hit his. And I was like, shit, it's about time you learn how to do a frog splash. Because Logan Paul did it way better than you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, shout out to him. I mean, I could see Logan Paul again coming back and, and having another match. You know, obviously, most likely we're probably going to end up seeing him again versus The Miz at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. I think, like, if we look at some of the, the way everything ended in, in Mania, like, a lot of these are going to be like, okay, we're going to see this at Backlash. We're going to see, like, Logan Paul versus The Miz, we're going to see at Backlash. I think the tag team titles we're gonna end up seeing that at Backlash too. I think Gable Stevenson, you know, when we get to that point, you know, we're gonna end up seeing him at Backlash too, like a, a like a quick one off before he starts training even more. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, Logan Paul all the way. I'm I'm a fan. Like shit, bring him back again.
0: I like the fact that that he got heat, and that's what I wanted to mm-hmm. see. I wanted to see that heat he was gonna get from the crowd, especially him mocking, you know doing the Eddie Guerrero on top of the, you know, on, on the top of the rope. And I'm just like, yeah. And then do the three amigos. So I was really impressed with him, the way how he sold and the way how he was doing the move. So kudos to him. I like how George mentioned too, that more, as of recently, we've seen these celebrities actually putting in the work. And I, and we are seeing that, and, you know, and I'm, I'm very impressed and seeing the Miz, what he did, of course, he needs to have his moment of shine because at the end, even though they, they won the match, what other ways to get his 15 minutes of fame? Turn his back, of course, on his partner in crime. And we—that how you guys you mentioned that we might see that WrestleMania Backlash, I think we will. Uh, and plus Miz is, does a great job working with celebrities. He knows how to get them over. That's one thing mm-hmm. he has a history of doing, is getting people over. And so I'm looking forward. If that does happen in WrestleMania Backlash, then that's a must-see for sure. And he's going to probably help... Logan Paul to get over, so I mean we we might see. I don't know, you never know, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Let's see what Devin says here. Logan was very impressed. Yes, yes, I definitely. That's what that's what he needs to do. Work the crowd, work the crowd. Now to the Raw Women's Championship: Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Ah, what an entrance for both of them! I can tell you that. In the beginning, I can tell you that I thought. I know she's more like Lady Gaga, but for one minute I'm like, man,
4: it was David legacy? Bowie, man.
3: I don't know. I, I felt me, like listening to talk. Like I really man. felt David Bowie vibes on that, you know. Me too. I got that. I got that. Like that vibe,
0: and also that Cindy Lopper vibe, and for some odd reason because it's a color, Bowie George mm-hmm. in a way. So kind of like a mixture of all of them that I you know we mentioned right now. It has a little mixture of all of them. It gave me that vibe of her, like just her appearance, and then everything else. Um. Mm-hmm. I didn't I did mention him Rewind. This, this match had to be storytelling in the ring because the outside of it didn't really it got me in until the last couple weeks, barely. But now this match, if you notice that it was the opposite. I was expecting Bianca more to hit more of the power moves and Becky kicking out. No, it was Becky the one hitting most of the, the power moves on Bianca, and she was the one kicking out. So that... And I and I had a feeling it was gonna be that way, but I didn't expect the opposite of it. But this match, congratulations to Bianca and oh, for yeah. her, she finally got her moment. I did love that entrance that she had too, you know, with you know with the marchmen. So I I enjoyed it. I'm happy for her. So, but what's gonna be next after that? So I'll take it to you, Ken. Your thoughts about the match.
5: I mean, it's it's about time that they gave her back another WrestleMania moment, which is great. Um, but I, I like you said, like, what's next for Bianca? I mean, we have a couple of ladies that are waiting in the wings to uh, to, to jump back in. You know, you have Asuka, you have Bailey, you have Lacey Evans. Like, these are all women who are waiting. You know, to see what's going to happen next for them, and what better way than to like, hey, bring Lacey Evans back in, have a little feud with uh, Bianca Belair, because I don't want to see Bailey lose again, and Asuka's we've been freaking clamoring for her to come back. You know, now she's, you know, could possibly return this week. And shit. I would love to see her on SmackDown. But let's just hope that WWE does something great with her title run. It's not for nothing. When it comes to African-American talent and WWE as champions, WWE drops the ball every single time. Let's look at Bobby Lashley. Let's look at Big E. And let's look at Bianca's run when she, when she was already champion, it, it wasn't the best for all three people. So, I don't know. I Even Kofi. Even yeah, Kofi's as Kofi. well. Well, you know, not, not that I liked Kofi's run as champion because he had some solid people to go up against. He had Kevin Owens. He had Samoa Joe. He had Randy Orton. Like, he had some people. And then they just they they fucked my man at the end and did a complete squash match for freaking SmackDown. And give it back some Brock. Yeah. Your thought, Mr. McIntyre.
3: You know what? Uh, I, I think that um, I feel like, uh, I mean, she's 2-0. and oh. I mean, we, we never talk about streaks until they're 10 or 12 deep. But all I'm saying is it wouldn't be a bad idea to give a streak to a talent like Bianca Belair. Young enough where she could carry it for quite a few many years. Uh, solid enough, had two decent matches both times. I mean, obviously, last year's match was way more special in this year's uh, just for the simple fact that last year's was like a, a real need to see Bianca Belair step into that spotlight. She's so rightfully deserved this year was more just uh, I, I got to get vengeance for what happened, you know, seven months ago. So at the end of the day, I feel like, um, there's definitely a lot of women waiting in the wings, but I also feel like this is time, a uh, time for Bianca to shine. And yeah, you're right. When it comes to champions, uh, African-American champions, they dropped the ball huge a lot of times, but I feel like I don't know if I necessarily agree with you on Bobby Lashley. I thought Lashley actually had a solid run. I thought they really built up the Almighty gimmick well, and uh, they um, they did great with having MVP as kind of like his mouthpiece. What I didn't much care for was how only a short while after losing the title, they bring him back into a program with Omas. I, I didn't I didn't understand any of that. I thought that he was just a- that's another match that didn't need to be on WrestleMania. So, um, regardless of the fact, Bianca Belair is now 2-0 and at the grandest stage of them all. That's, you know, the stage of the Immortals. And I feel like uh, there's, there's a possible chance where we could get another streak going. And I think this is the perfect person to do it. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's not? It's not unlikely impossible that they could do it. They've already technically done it. So, they could build her all the time. It doesn't have to be for gold on the line. It could just be mm-hmm. rivalry type matches. Every time The Undertaker had a match at WrestleMania, it wasn't for a title. A lot of them were, but a lot of them weren't. So why can't they? Absolutely. And what I've been seeing, on our, our, you know, around the IWC
0: community, you know, I've been seeing she could be the, the fellow four horsewoman killer. She already beat Sasha and already Becky. Could be the next one, Bailey and Charlotte. That would be interesting if they use that and have her be like, "Yeah, I'm the one killing the four horsewomen," and that'll be something that they, they should be able to use and take advantage of that as you a know, storyline. That's if you know. Depending how they, you know, move with her to the what direction they're going to go with her and still have her as a face or even turn her to heel, you know, you never know as of right now. And what's next for her, yes, I'm hoping could be Oscar, maybe like how you mentioned, Kenny, maybe Lacey, Lacey Evans could be another one. Because right now, Raw is hurting on the heel side of the women's. I mean, I mean, who else do we have? I mean, you could put Shayna or you could put Natty again, but... Ah, uh, I mean, no disrespect to those women, but it's not gonna build up. It's not. It's not gonna be intrigued to, to the fans, in my opinion. But right. they need someone really that someone unexpected, like a Evans, for example. Maybe that could be, you know, something or just to piss people off. Screw it. Bring Mandy Rose. Freak it. Fuck it. Who cares? You know, that's <laughs> just me. But I mean, we'll wait to see what happens tonight on Raw. I'm looking forward to seeing Raw. You know, after WrestleMania, I'm looking forward to seeing that. All right. And then, of course, yes, the most worst kept, you know, best kept secret in professional wrestling. Oh, wait a minute. Really? Well, well, Uh-oh. well. If it isn't money, Mike. Money oh,
5: making Mike.
0: Mike. Oh, no. He's here. Oh, no.
5: Oh, he's oh, muted.
0: He's always muted. You're muted, Money Mike.
5: He's going off. and He doesn't even know he's muted.
0: <laughs> he's going off. He's going to check his audio right now. Check your audio. Nope, still can't hear you. Can't
5: nope. hear you. I'm still being a heel. I'm, I muted his mic. <laughs> it's
3: still I, I, slowed, season. I slowed down his internet connection. So. There you
5: go. <laughs> I, th- I thought you did oh. that to Brother Bowles. <laughs>
3: oh, wait, I can hear you, Mike. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you, Mike. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, he's like, thumbs up. No, he's like.
5: <laughs> you might want to check your connection, oh. Money Mike. It's the wrong gimmick.
0: That's right. But yes, he is now. Cody Rhodes is WWE. And listen, there you again. have. It. Can I can again. I jump
3: in on real quick?
0: Can
1: I yeah, testing. Oh, listen, there we hey,
6: go. Here.
3: Now I can I can legitimately hear you now. I promise.
6: Yes, excellent. All, can, like, all right. You know.
3: So let's let's let I want to touch on this for a second. okay? this is a man who like five, six years ago was offered a contract by WWE for less than subpar money in the world of wrestling. I believe the number was somewhere between 200 to 300,000. So if you're a guy who knows in your heart, you know what you're worth. Everyone knows their worth on this earth. They know what they're worth. They know what they should be making. So this is a man who said, no, I'm not going to take that. Went on the Indies, cut his teeth on the Indies because, again, he was kind of grandfathered in through his name, through his dad, through Mm -hmm. his brother lineage. He didn't really have that indie run. So he went on the Indies and shocked the world. NWA champion, had a lot of great matches, a lot of great rivalries. Then he goes ahead and he kind of co-founds a company uh, with Tony Khan and all the rest of the members of the Elite, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And you know what? AEW was a great run. And I I thought for sure in the post-press conference he was going to talk trash like everyone over at AEW had when they came over. This is the place to be. This is where we want to be. But he didn't do that. All he said was, I enjoyed it. You know, no one wants to be an executive vice president you just get thrown into it and then when everything falls on you i did this for the fans they were still pissed i did this for the fans they were still pissed so at this point i'm like fuck it but at that point he had earned his money so to come back and get offered a multi-million dollar contract he basically took 6 years he revamped himself he came in and you know what i don't think necessarily he squashed, squashed seth i think he i think they told a great story and i think it was logical for him to win because if he didn't win what's the point What's the point of this, of him coming back only to get fucked over again? He wins. Now they put him in with a main event player. They saw what he can do with the main event player. They know that he can hang. And now you put him in a title picture, but you don't put him in a title picture for the IC title or the US title. You put him in a title picture for one of the programs. I wouldn't mind seeing Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. I know the outcome, but I wouldn't mind seeing it. And that's yeah. just, that's just my two cents on it. But I think, uh, all the marks can say what they want to say. People going on Twitter the next day fucking burning toys and shit. Like, go go ahead. You want to spend $30 to burn it? You're a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why? Like, I, you know how much money? Like, all the shit behind me. You think this shit was fucking free? Donated? This I is mean, like money, okay? This is fucking money. This is every autograph was paid for, Uh, you know? Except for, I don't know. There's one or two that my kid got because she's more adorable than I am. And I know that. She got it for free. But regardless <laughs> <laughs> The fact is, why would you want to do that? And he didn't sell out. He fulfilled his contract, and he moved. Mm-hmm. We burned his toy. Daniel Bryan jumped ship. We don't burn mm-hmm. his action figures. I got two Daniel Bryan action figures right there. I didn't burn mm-hmm. them. Like, what are you, five years old? Like, at the end of the day, you already paid for the toy, so burning it doesn't hurt him. You already, already got your money. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any fucking sense. But that's my two cents on it. So, you know what? Kudos on Cody Rhodes. I thought the match was, was decent. I didn't think it was the greatest match <laughs> i have ever seen but I thought it was decent, and now we know that he can hang with a main event player, and any reminiscence of Stardust is gone. gone. Oh, yeah. It's obsolete. Delete, obsolete, delete. Yes, it is deleted.
0: (laughs) That's right. Talk to me, Kenny. Your thoughts.
5: It was so weird because they literally, it felt like they just took AEW's Cody Rhodes and just put them right in their little spot of – of the Undertaker spot, of just coming up from underneath the ring, and then that was it. Like, we got the same entrance, we got the same music, we got the same gear, like, the tattoo, everything. I loved it. Now WWE is under the microscope to a lot of talent from AEW, and I like how Cody said, like, if somebody from AEW comes to me, I'm going to tell them the truth about, you know, me going over to WWE and my experience which is great because now you have a guy who left WWE, went to AEW, left left AEW, came over back to WWE. He's going to be like, okay, you know, a lot of these guys are going to say like, okay, let's see what happens to Cody. He's the, the, the Guinea pig right now for a lot of these guys that are going to, their contracts are going to be up soon. You know, uh, Warlow's name has been, been thrown around as somebody who's, you know, could potentially leave AEW. MJF has been trolling people, saying he's going to leave, you know, AEW and, and, and go over to WWE because he's been wanting to be a, a WWE entertainer for, since he was a kid. You know, so like a lot of these guys are going to look at the, you know, look at this and say, like, okay, what can they do for me now that I'm, I'm in this company, moving on to another one?
6: Mm, I love that money, Mike not just any other company WWE that's the, the if you're in wrestling your goal is to headline WrestleMania to main event raw smackdown whatever that that is the spot that you're aiming for and from what i gathered from what cody said afterwards of, of the match he didn't think that that door would be open or that going back to WWE would be a possibility for him so he kind of had closed the door on that, but here we are, right? And mm-hmm. honestly, like the pyro at the, uh, right before his entrance and all of it and everything that went on, uh, you know, can get the chills right here, man. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was great to watch. Uh, I loved it, uh, you know. And, and I'm an AEW guy for sure. And Ivan will tell you. Uh, yes, Mister AEW, right here. Uh, oh, there and of course, we definitely agree on that sort of thing. Um, but WWE did it right, man. I, I credit where credit's due. I trash WWE whenever I see fit. But here, I, I will give them all the credit that they brought him on, and it felt awesome. It, 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 and it, what a sight it was. It was so surreal uh, to see that sort of thing. Um, but now, where do we go from here? They panned over to Seth Rollins, giving him a look. Uh, will that continue? Is that storyline going to uh, unfold even more? So you know, I'm 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 interested in seeing what uh, what is said tonight on Raw uh, by Cody. And I'm honestly I am glad that he's not trashing AW or saying oh screw those guys or whatever. Uh, it kind of it almost shows you know it does show class in, in that regard. We don't know what happened, what really happened. Uh, it could have been terribly, uh, you know, he said it was personal or something like that. But uh, we don't really know what happened. So, you know, it, it has nothing to do with what happens in the ring. So I'm okay with not knowing. So it's whatever's. What I do know is that I enjoyed that match, Rollins and, and Rhodes. So I look forward to seeing what happens next.
0: Oh, man, me too. And, of course, Seth's telling him, welcome back to the big leagues, bitch. And, bam, I love it. <laughs> I love that. So, it's, you know, of course, Cody didn't want to be a, uh, an executive. He wanted to be more of a pro wrestler. And, I, you know, for him mentioning, he feel like he already accomplished everything in AEW. But, in reality, he did not really
3: accomplish much. But, but he, he did. What he did, sorry to interrupt, what he did accomplish was, yeah. What he did accomplish was the fact that everything the fans think about it as a VP. If he booked himself in a title pitcher and he won it, they would have said, oh, he, he did that because he's he's the vice president. But then right. he goes and he loses. He he and he takes himself out of that title pitcher. The only belt he can hunt for is the TNT title. Right. And he goes and has some great matches that uh, right. that dog collar match with uh, and Huber, one of my favorite matches. It is. It's one of my favorite matches in AEW to date. It was a great match. And um, the fact is, is that uh, I, we don't know. Like Mike said, we don't know what went on. But all I can tell is that in this business, never say never. The door is never completely closed. Uh, yeah. they proven, WWE has proven that time and time again with Ultimate Warrior. I never thought I'd see that motherfucker in the Hall of Fame after they, they the, the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. I thought Bridges were fucking burned because of all mm. the shit. That and I'm a Triple H mark through and through. But even in that DVD, I was like, dude, you're a bitch. <laughs> like I, I, I was pissed because I, I knew everything he was saying was complete bullshit. And just because he was Vince McMahon's future son-in-law, when that DVD was being made, he did what dad-in-law told him to do. But the fact is, is that I thought there's a lot of bridges that were burned. And yet they've mended fences all kinds. They mended fences with Macho Man in the Hall of Fame by getting his brother to come over. Both bridges were burned with the whole Poffo family. And they were able to, to mend those fences. So never say never, range true. Undertaker saying it is the best thing, I'm not saying that he's going to come back in the ring, but all I'm saying is when he says, never say never, that should be the model of WWE because a lot of doors we think as fans are closed. They found a way to open and bring people right back through. So yeah. at the end of the day, I, uh, like Mike said, I give a, I give WWE credit for everything they did for Cody, but in the same aspect too, like, again, I'm an AEW fan. I love the product. I hate the president. Tony Khan, I think his ego is just overinflated and overbloated, and his ego will be his undoing, and that's the truth of the matter. I can, like a product, hate the owner, and that's fine. But the fact of the matter remains, too, is that I find a lot of times, like the first time you have sex, AW is looking for that quick pop orgasm. Then it's like, huh, what do we do now? What do we do? What, where do we go from here? A lot of their storylines, the middles feel very flat, only the beginning and the end is solid. But everything in the middle is like you trying to find the right hole just doesn't work sometimes so that's just that's my honest opinion i'm not shitting on the product i still love the product but i feel like they could definitely take a lesson from the way wwe handled certain things this weekend not all the time because don't get me wrong wwe shits the bed consistently kenny and i we already talked about that especially when it comes to champions of color they shit the bed but in the same aspect too this weekend they gave the fans everything they wanted and even though some people think it was trash, some people think this and that, I agree with what Bob said too in a lot of ways. That's the great thing about wrestling fans. We can all have an opinion and it can be a respectful one. I saw Mike's eye twitch when I started mentioning shit about AEW. I saw him twitching. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, again, I'm not like, – Don't I'm not talk, don't like, talk like, shit.
6: It's like my fists. I'm not just... talking shit. I'm speaking,
3: I'm speaking, <laughs> truth. I'm speaking my truth and my opinion. My opinion is the fact that AEW, a lot of the time, the meat and potatoes of the storyline doesn't deliver. The meat and potatoes mm. are the storyline. It's like when you go to a club and you find this beautiful girl and you're hitting on her all night and you take her home. Boom. That's the pop. That's the entrance. Then you wake up the next morning. She rolls over and you're like, fuck.
1: It wasn't what was i thinking.
3: I have <laughs> beer goggles on. And then the end of it, and that's the whole middle of the story. And then the end of the story, the culmination is you trying to figure out, fuck, is my fat ass, at least for me anyways, my fat ass going to fit through that fire escape window? Or do I got to go through the front door? What the fuck's going to happen now? <laughs>
5: Let's go through the
0: front door my
3: friend. go through the front door <laughs>
0: <laughs> no shame, on that. No shame about that but yeah what's next for cody i want i cannot wait to see what will happen now and we know we're all hoping which we'll get into the you know this brand spread is over but i'm happy for cody and con- that he's back and i cannot wait to see how they're gonna book him and i'm looking forward to see What's gonna be, you know, next for Cody, and who's gonna be? It was said it might continue. I believe him until you know WrestleMania.
3: You know, Backlash.
0: I'd like to
1: see him go up
3: against Randy Orton, reignite, uh, reignite that feud. Ooh, and
1: we never that. Saw yes, I would I'd love to, to see,
3: see that. that. Yes, I would love to
0: see that. So I'm looking forward to see how the, you know, how they book Cody, and I'm happy that he kept everything, and I'm hoping that he's the one that trademark, trademark everything himself, his team, his team song, his everything else. <laughs> Make sure that he – I'm hoping that he came with the came with Vince with a deal okay. But this is still mine. It doesn't belong to you. I'll let you use it, but it belongs to me. You know, mm-hmm. just like how AJ has his name trademarked, Samoa Joe has his, how Adam Cole has his when he was there. So, as long as he has, you know, the power of that, good for him. Other than that, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Cody Robes. Mm-hmm. And let me just want to see – so. Oh, <laughs> Devin, just don't mention the AEW rankings,
3: George. Oh. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not into the ranking. My ranking system is my own personal ranking system. I already got I already Mike's side twitching. <laughs> I saw a few times that he wiped the, the sweat from his brow. Mike, yeah. sorry. Oh Mike, I can't hear you. Mike, is your mic off? Mike, is your mic? Mike. Testing, Mike. Test- no, Mike. Uh, Mike. Yeah, Kenny,
6: can you oh, hear him? I can't oh, hear him. Oh, I, 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 know, know. I can't, I can't. I can't, I can't only hear, hear him. Uh, I you, need to upgrade. I
4: said,
1: you, you know what, need to upgrade Mike, your technology? Mike, I did <laughs> sorry.
5: you The more you talk about AEW and you piss him off, you can see the hat. It started to slowly like go back. The oh, curl is yes. coming out, right? Oh, okay. All right, you watch it. Watch <laughs> it. The uh, super villain is going to come out. He's going to come uh, behind that fucking door.
3: Mike and I have actually Mark, been on a show Mark together. Ken on his way out, I'll tell you what. The last couple times I was on Circle Debate, Mike was like, fuck that white guy. I know it. He's racist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Let's get into the SmackDown Women's Championship. Do we have to? Do we
5: have to? I'll give you a quick quick wrap-up. This shit was a fucking bore. That's it. Move on.
0: All right. Go ahead.
3: George, take it away. Kenny gave us two cents. Nothing much to talk about there. I don't. I don't have anything else to go. On. Like that's that's the build right there. That's it was okay. The, listen, the match was listen. trash, and, and, and in my honest opinion, it was the weakest match on night one. It really, really wow. to each
6: to, to each their own though. At least we mm-hmm. got to Absolutely. see something pop out. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean,
5: the doctor Actually, did, did a great job. Go on
6: my TikTok, I, I had to. I couldn't
3: resist when she came out and she did that. I I snatched a quick 10 second video and I put shares, do you believe, over top of it on, on TikTok. It got like <laughs> 50 views. Very happy about that.
5: <laughs> I saw somebody send me, I know what I know what Mike to talking about. But like because somebody sent me a, a a picture. Like at one point, Charlotte did some type of move. She fell on her back and like her her, her tip popped out. And I was just like, okay, like we've seen this before. Charlotte's the only person that I say looks way better with clothes on than she does without.
4: Thank you.
3: (laughs) And I, I don't don't understand. I don't understand how, um, you know, for somebody who's had so many great moments and matches, this culmination and the thing that blew my mind was that the announcers are like, "We're gonna get to see Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair." We already did. Even though it was a triple threat, we did.
1: We've Mm -hmm. seen this. It's
3: not something new. I love how the announcers, or should I say WWE, or Vince McMahon in the headset, is tries to think that we're stupid. Playoff that we're seeing this for the first time, but we're not. Survivor we're Series, done. yeah, exactly. It's it's happened yeah. before, and it didn't make it any better. And the finish at the end was just fucking retarded. I'm sorry, everything about the match just felt flat. It felt, but I will say this: there was a lot of a lot of rain checks in that match. They yes, were it was. legitimately, and you could tell that there was legitimate hatred there. Because they oh were no, yeah, the, sh-
0: it, it was a lot of receipts. That's for sure. Hard,
3: hard. so. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I agree with... I, I. You know what? I acknowledge that, Devin. I acknowledge <laughs> yes.
0: that. We acknowledge you, Devin. We acknowledge you. You should be here, but I know that you're probably working. Uh, but, yeah, I feel the same. It's an unfortunate. It was the worst uh, match for night one. And it sucks, you know, for, for both of them, you know, especially for Ronda. But... Uh we you know, I didn't expect her to lose though. I actually was mm-hmm. expecting her to win, and I did not expect Charlotte to come up with the victory. I don't yeah, the finish got me like what the fuck? Like
3: what I
0: expected. In Charlotte that
3: sense. I did expect Charlotte to win because Rhonda coming back. I, I she didn't want to be there. She's mm-hmm. she just had a baby, she wants to be at home with the kids. This Rhonda coming back was a ratings grab. They were hurting. They wanted to bring her back. They wanted to beef up the ratings. That's what it was. I did not expect Charlotte Flair to not walk out as champion. I just thought the finish could have been a little bit better. These are two gifted athletes. They really could have done something special in the finish. I felt that they just kind of gave up. That's what it felt like. And, of course, the main event we have
0: all been waiting for. And, of course, we did not expect it. But, you know, with the KO show, Austin shows up. And, of course... KO, I didn't just call you here to, to have a conversation. We'll call you here to, to have a match.
3: That's and right. I, That's how we do it in the north.
0: Yes. Yes. And, man, when, when the referee came out, I shit you not, I think everybody was feeling this way. <laughs> you know, you guys were fucking feeling Ned Flanders because I was. And I was like, oh, shit, it's going to happen. I had my broken skull ready, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And the match happened, and I ate fucking lost my mind. I was scared. I ain't going to lie. I'm pretty sure everybody here was like, don't do not do that. And, oh, especially when he took that suplex in the cement. I was fucking shitting it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. He's really hurting. I was really yeah,
3: like. If you, if you go back to that suplex, Owens cradled a lot of that. Owens actually had him up a little bit further than he should have. So, Owens took the, uh, the blunt of that on his back. Like I said, mm-hmm. Owens did a great job of taking care of Stone Cold on night one, and he let Stone Cold get his uh, get his his spots in. And um, again, what an honor for Kevin Owens! Like I said at the beginning of the show, to be able to be handpicked by Stone Cold Steve Austin—that means the OG anti-hero of our business sees something in Kevin Owens. And I mm-hmm. thought the chemistry was great. I thought the like the I know Ke- the twelve-year-old Kevin Owens was probably like, "This is the coolest." fucking shit ever. Ever. Yeah. yeah. And yes, Hola, muchacha
0: Wendy. Of course, she was Net Flanders too. But yes, you mentioned it, George. And not only that, Austin blessed him by having him using the stunner. Mm-hmm. This is the main reason why Kevin Owens resigned. Like, yeah, um, Bucks, love you guys, blah, blah. No, I'm staying here because like- I'm able to have my dream matchup and wanted to have and Austin did it for this individual. I love it. It was, and from here on out, this should be now, Kevin Owens should now be a future world champion coming up this year. Mm-hmm. He should be, by the end of this fucking year, be a world champion.
5: Like, you close out. You closed out Mania. You basically had the main event at yeah. WrestleMania. Without a title being on the line, this, you know, like... This is the matchup that we wanted to see. You know what I mean? It wasn't the unification of titles between Roman and and Brock. The, like every when you and you have your own chair, you have your own Mania chair. Because night one of WrestleMania was a cartoon version of Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like when I saw this, I was like, I need to have this. I saw a nice two chair was just the picture of Roman and Brock, and I was like, I don't want this shit. You know what I mean? but, <laughs> hey. Like I thought, like when I first saw the first chair, I thought like, oh shit, they're gonna do the same thing with Brock and Roman, and they just had a regular picture. I was like, okay, never mind, I don't want that. But uh, but but to see Austin back, you know, fighting the way he did, I was like, that's that fourteen year old voice watching his freaking hero you know, kick ass where the kicks a little slow. I was like, yeah. So, you know, and I was just like, Oh, please don't, please don't die. Please don't get hurt. Like, please don't break anything. And he was like going to the top of the, the stage. And I was like, Oh my God, he, he, didn't, he didn't on the stage. I was like, Oh, please. But He got it real quick. I was like, Oh, I was like that parent watching his kid play sports for the first time. I was like, "Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt." Like, yeah, you did great. Yeah, like my wife, my wife was just looking at me and she was just like, "You, you gotta sit down." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna sit down. I'm gonna, I, I want to, and then until this match is over and I know he's okay." And she just looked at me, she's like, "Oh my god, you're the absolute worst." I was like, "Don't watch this with me. All right, leave me alone."
4: I had,
3: I had the biggest smile on my face the whole match, but I popped. When he looked at Kevin Owens and he said, "You stupid son of a bitch," I was like, "Now it feels like home again. Now it yeah. feels like back in the day. Like there was, it was, it was great nostalgic feel." And like I said, Owens, Owens did a great job of taking care of him. And if, like you said, if Owens doesn't have a strap around his waist, a world heavyweight caliber by the end of this year, then again, they're just, uh, they're they're just gonna piss away one of the best talents they have on the mic and in the ring.
6: Mm-hmm. Definitely, yes. money, Mike. Man, what fun this match was! And honestly, I, as soon as you mentioned the chair, I actually had not checked out night one's chair. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It the 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 art of it. It looks really really cool, and uh, I like that they put the logger on top mm-hmm. of there, right? Very cool design there. And and yeah, they definitely should have done that for night two. But eh, it happens. Um, let's see. Owens and McAfee lived out their dreams of an entire generation sharing a WrestleMania. Moment with Stone Cold. Yes, very true. And nobody... We, we didn't even get CM Punk and Stone Cold. That didn't even happen. But we got Owens and Austin. And yeah, I was right there. I, was, I, I did sit. I did get to sit. But man, I had a smile on my face the entire match because I was 15 again. I was it, back in middle school. I was back in high school. And it, it, to see... Owens hit the stunner on Stone Cold. I was like, "Whoa!" Like, you know, that's a huge honor at WrestleMania. I don't think that's ever happened uh, outside of a match or or in another match, or maybe The Rock did it. I think, but other than that, man, like, what a huge honor it was uh, for for Owens to to be able to hit that. And I'm pretty sure he he's always going to remember that for the rest of his life. So, oh yeah, so cool oh yeah, be, you know. Yeah.
0: For sure, I'm pretty sure he was crying backstage. And I mean, oh, yeah. I think I was. I was crying too. Like,
4: oh my God. I was, I was,
0: <laughs> I was crying. Like, just seeing him win and seeing KO. That's what, be, what really made me happy throughout the end. It was just more, more KO because he got his dream match that he wanted to have with his idol that he grew up with. And I'm happy for him that that's his bucket list. And now mm-hmm. nobody can top his mania moment at this, at this time right now. I don't think anybody can top his mania right now. I mean, yeah. I don't know who. Very they very need hard someone, to top for sure. Yeah, maybe someone who could top Kevin Owens' Mania moment right now. I don't think anybody, as we speak. Hmm. If we go back to prior WrestleManias, I don't think nobody has KO's. No, right? The, it, it
6: was a full-on match. It, it wasn't like yeah. some segment or anything like that. Like a, you know, if it would have been just a KO show, I mean, I'm sure it was. It would still be up there for him. But definitely, definitely top, top five or top three WrestleMania moments for sure.
0: Oh man, what's going on JD? How are you? She's low. oh, she's uh
5: putting well, in her audio. While, whilst, while she gets herself together, I'm actually going to cut out because my son is like looking at me like dad, I'm hungry. Feed me dinner now. So, <laughs> uh guys, thank you for having me on. I will, <laughs> I will continue listening to uh, to you guys on my uh my laptop. All right, brother.
0: Appreciate you for coming in, man. Much love, hermano.
5: Later.
2: Hello, hello. Oh, hello, JD. How oh, are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. We're going to finish
0: wrapping, wrapping up. Cool. Night one, that's when we finished. We are just talking about the Austin and KO moment that I don't think nobody right now has KO's, you know, could be KO's mania moment. Nobody has this moment right, right now as we speak. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Nobody. So I'm happy for him. So for night one, who stole the show, which is the main event stole the show, right? I, I think we all can agree with
6: that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Oh, no. What? I, I, I respectfully what? disagree. Uh, on, I mean, I'm a Cody guy. I know hashtag anybody but Cody and whatnot. But for me, Cody stole that, that whole everything about it. And, and, and because I guess I'm an AEW guy, seeing that sort of thing, I don't know. For me, it just uh, that stole the show. That's not well, to discredit Austin or what happened there but no. yeah, if I had mm-hmm. to pick one, I would go with Cody and and Seth Rollins.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't shoot me. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm not going mean, to shoot you. I mean, you're entitled
3: to your opinion, how however wrong it might be. You're entitled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but
3: the fact is is the fact is is that everyone's going to pick a different match. There're going to be some people out there who are going to think that Ronda and Charlotte were the match tonight. the night. There are some people out there who are going to think that Happy Corbin is the greatest talent in the world. Actually, one of the people just left. Kenny's yeah, gone. Yeah,
0: Kenny's Ken Ken, gone. Kenny's Ken gone, gone. And,
3: <laughs> and he's uh, not, he, uh, you know, and, and again, uh, the fact is, is that night one was entertaining and how that had that nostalgic feel. And um, we mm-hmm. had some surprises, some predictable surprises that we knew were going to happen, but we had them. And uh, night one was great. Uh, night two was also great. Uh, so we should get into night two, I think.
0: All right, let's get into night two then. But... So, Janie, who Stone Knight one, The main event? Or who, who do you...
2: Or well, do you first of all, I was very surprised that they actually went through with Stone Cold Wrestling. I really... Like, I knew... Like, they kept saying it, and it's like, okay, maybe he'll do, like, a stunner or something like Undertaker did in the Mania against John Cena, where it's, like, you know, something really quick. But the fact that it was an actual match where they went out into the crowd and everything like that, and Stone Cold taking bumps with the suplex and everything like that, um, KO is just living the dream. I mean, all of us growing up as Stone Cold Steve Austin fans would love to be in the main event and take a stunner or two and start wrestling him all over the night. So that was definitely the moment for me. Um, I was, I was shocked that we got AEW Cody because you know, with, every person that's coming to WWE or even people came coming up from developmental, they changed something about them, whether it's the theme, the name, the gear, you know, moveset, stuff like that. And so I was so shocked that we got everything with AEW Cody. I mean, he had the entrance, the look, um, you know, the gear and stuff like that. And so, I I was very surprised because once Vince got involved with the storyline, I figured maybe Cody will interfere in a match or something like that or show up at the Monday night at the Raw after Mania. But the fact that Vince said it would be a person of his choosing and his choice was Cody Rhodes, that's what I was mainly surprised about. Um, I loved the match between Bianca Belair and um, Becky Lynch. Um, I felt as though that was a really good match. I wasn't too high on uh, Charlotte and Ronda. It just felt like a forgettable match for me as well. Um, What else? Because I'm mixing nights together, I feel like. Um, But, yeah, as far as night one, I I was very sports entertained.
0: There you go.
2: (laughs) I was was sports entertained. I was pleasantly surprised because – WE really didn't build up this WrestleMania very well for them to constantly use the word stupendous and everything like that. Uh, They didn't build it up very well, but what we got was very good. Um, Definitely one of the more enjoyable WrestleManias from top to bottom recently. Um, I know a lot of people are saying it's the best of all time. I, you know, let's give it some time, really think about it type of situation. Yeah. There are other manias yeah. out there. There's other
0: manias that are better <laughs> there are other than that, but. Out there. 17.
2: Exactly. But you know, <laughs> as of recent, especially with the pandemic and everything like that, yeah. You know, this was a really good moment, especially if this is the first full mania um since the pandemic that we got. But yeah, night one, I'm very sports entertained.
0: Absolutely, all right. Night two, let's look at the card of night two. Uh, this was really, really e- interesting. Um, I I want to get everybody's thoughts overall. So, I mean, let's we'll open the match RK Bro versus Street Profits and Alpha Academy. I did choose RK Bro to retain, which is unexpectedly. So, I'll take it to you, George. Your thoughts about the opening match for that.
3: You know what? Uh, the fact that they started both both nights with tag team matches is pretty cool. I mean, I'm a tag team guy. I like tag team wrestling. I thought mm. uh, the, the match from night one was way better than the match from night two, just because I'm not a big fan of uh, Otis and uh, Shorty G or whatever the fuck his name is this week.
4: Um, <laughs> I'm
3: not I'm not overly into those characters. Um I did think the Gable Stevenson spot was uh, was pretty cool. Um, For what it was, I mean, he got he kind of got put into a situation where if you look at it, you got Matt, Matt Riddle, who's arguably one of the next man's up. You got Randy Orton, who's arguably a Hall of Fame mountain already. And you you got the Street Profits who are very much in the mix with being one of the best tag teams right now in WWE. So the fact is, is that he kind of got blessed by all these different avenues of backstage challenge to have that moment with them. So I thought it was great um, for what it was. Yeah, if RK-Bro didn't retain, I don't think it would have uh, been as entertaining as it was. But uh, all in all, the match was okay. I mean, if you ask me which tag team match was better, night one's match was way better than night two. But all in all, it was decent. I mean, it wasn't the worst. The worst match on the card was Bobby Lashley and Omos or Amos. Yeah, that that was just god-awful. That Um, was the cigarette and uh, refill your chip bowl match. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree. JD, your
0: thoughts
2: about the opening match? Um, it was fine with me. I actually didn't choose RK Bro to win. I kind of figured that maybe they would continue on, because once they started to use the word friend with, you know, Randy Orton, you know, normally shortly after there, there's either a turn or something like that. So I was kind of expecting for a turn actually from Riddle, um, kind of give it a bit of a different me dynamic too. with a yeah. WrestleMania yeah. season. You know, instead of it always being Randy Orton. So I kind of figured that Alpha Academy would take the titles to kind of continue on the the whole story with um, Chad Gable and, you know, with Otis and everything like that and maybe get them involved with the Street Profits instead. And that way we have Randy and Riddle going against each other. Um, The Gable Stevenson spot was fine. Um, I felt as though it was overly done, seeing as though he got that big introduction in night one. I felt as though, you know... For him to get the big introduction with Stephanie McMahon, you know, him coming out and everything like that. And then what we got with um, night two and probably what we're going to see more of him tonight. It's like, you know, you're giving us a lot, but we, you know, we need to see a bit more action. I mean, that's what we got tonight. But, you know, we need to see him in a match or something like that. It feels as though that this is an introduction and then we might not see him a while again like we did last, last time he was introduced. Um, so I'm willing to see a lot more of him. Um It seems like they might be gearing up between him and Chad Gable to kind of get like that wrestling versus wrestling dynamic going as well. But, um, which, you know, I don't know how that's going to work out with him being in the tag team and stuff like that. But, um, as far as between the two, I wish that the tag team match with, um, Nakamura and Rick booze wasn't so short because of the injury, but, um, yeah, this was this was fine. This match was fine for me. I mean, all teams got their spot. Of course, RK Bro, with the double RKOs and stuff like that, was very oh, yeah. fun to watch at the end. But yeah, I I did enjoy this match though. Money Mike.
6: Yeah, I particularly enjoyed that RKO that Riddle did uh, off the top rope or from outside of the uh, from the apron into the ring. Mm-hmm. I think I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if he's done that before, but I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um the match itself was you know it was all right, it was cool, it was a good way to open the the pay-per-view or night two, I should say. And I don't know, I I, I guess uh, I haven't really been keeping up with WWE lately, so I, I'm I i was not familiar that Shorty G or whatever his name is this week. This is uh, his real name now, Chad Gable now.
4: <laughs> Chad Gable
6: now. Oh okay, not okay. Shorty G, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that him and Otis were a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. and so you yeah, did I? I was just as surprised as you last night. I was like, Oh,
4: okay, <laughs> like, okay, no, okay. Yeah, you, you know, know what? You know, you, know,
0: you, know, you know what Chris called him last week? He's like, Oh, it's Bear Country versus Pirate Party and Arcade, bro. That's what he said.
2: Oh, my gosh, I yeah. won't we'll be able to see it. Oh, no. Mike, <laughs> didn't, Mike <laughs> didn't find that funny. Mike didn't find that funny at all.
6: <laughs> How dare you, good sir. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Hey, again. Host. I can hear you, Mike. Mike? Oh, wait, what? Hey,
0: that was hey, that was your other host. That was Chris who said that. So he said that
3: last week when you were
0: gone. And that'll
6: be the last time he said yeah, that. Yeah, he, he also said he also <laughs> in his
3: top five for Canadian wrestlers. Don't even get me fucking started on Chris. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to come on in, but I think he's taking a nap. But uh, yeah, I mean, this match was a great.
0: Opening, it was good to see having everybody. Everybody had their spots uh yeah I'm, I'm with you as well jd was what's going to be next for stevenson i don't know what they're going to do with him so hmm. we'll see well, how they're going to you know develop him in nxt 2.0 i think with uh moving braun breaker out of there to the main roster and Chopper moving up as well i think we'll be seeing him very soon you know making his debut of him 2.0 Yes, this match, you mentioned it, we shouldn't even talk about it. I feel bad because, I don't know, there's nothing much to talk about. It was, this, you could say, was the worst match of night two. Lashley almost. I feel bad for Lashley, but does it hurt him? Not really. He just came and just squash a giant. That's it. Uh, but, yes, it was not a great match. And I don't even know why it wasn't in the card in the first place. I think We, we, we talked about it earlier that this should have been a SmackDown match. Uh, but I know they wanted to book Lashley, you know, you know, have him get his, you know, mania paid payday along with almost, I was expecting actually, you know, Stevenson to be the one, uh, going with almost, you know, going up there and, you know, challenging him and doing like a little quick move. That's what I was expecting in the beginning. But then when they announced Lashley right away, you know, by, on raw uh, before mania, I'm like, okay, this is, I, I was not a fan of that, but I, get, I understand they need to get their payday so they just put him in the card, which I think it should have still been in SmackDown. But I mean, there's there really anybody wants to talk about this? Because there's really nothing much to talk about in this match,
2: honestly. I just there hated really the way it was so, built. Yeah, I yeah. just hated the build. I felt as though if you wanted it to be Lashley, first of all, Lashley just lost a title that he didn't technically lose. And they didn't even uh they didn't even reference it. So I felt as though, you know, you had Roman and and Brock on the go home show you could easily have Lashley come out return against Brock's mention how you have the title that I never lost I'm coming for the title and then have Omas come out talk crap or whatever to to both of them and say you know I'm ready for the big leagues and then have Lashley go like you know what I'm come after you Brock next but let me handle you know little guy whatever over here I felt as though Bobby Lashley winning this really didn't do much for Lashley or for Omos, you know this was the whole, no one ever knocked him off his feet, and it's like, okay, so what does this win do for, for Lashley? He's He was just champion, you know, and he lost the title without technically losing the title, so it's like, what what happens next with him, what happens next with Omos now? Like, I get that you wanted them to have their payday, but I felt as though you definitely could have done this a different way, to where as though it makes sense yeah. instead of, you know Oh, I know I lost my title, but let me let me take care of uh Omar's real quick.
3: Yeah, but it's not the first time they've done that to a champion. Kevin Owens got no. squashed by yep. Kevin, Kevin Owens got squashed by Goldberg and he never had a rematch. We talked about that yeah. earlier.
2: Yep. The got Bro, squashed Kofi by Kingston, yeah, Big there's e, been a lot has, of happening. Matches.
3: Exactly. And so they they don't they don't ever really when they fuck up a champion's run, they're not gonna have the champion reference it because at that point you're taking a shot at the back. So the only way your champion's gonna reference it is if <laughs> you're fucking CM Punk and you're gonna do the pipe bomb. Which was scripted? Oh, I just... Yeah. Oh, I just...
4: <laughs>
6: Look at Mike! Look at Mike! Look at Mike!
3: Oh my god! The taste went back
6: another inch. You, you can't see the steam coming out because of the headphones.
1: We couldn't hear you this <laughs> time, man, because the steam was coming out. All right.
0: Um, this one, I-, I honestly thought was gonna be. Another worse match, but I was actually. You got to give a good credit to I don't talk about the Johnny Knoxville versus Sammy Sang. Sammy, this sold for Knoxville, and he did a, a phenomenal job doing it. And even though he lost, but hey, kudos to him, though. Kudos to him. I, so, damn, who, who's who was that? Was he Money Mike? Oh, that was me. Nah, that's not me.
4: <laughs> oh that was yeah. us here in
0: But I but I have to give it to Sammy, man. I, another one that uh who resigned. Another person should be a next one in the main event picture coming by the end of the year as well. Maybe hey, <laughs> I, I I don't mind seeing savvy. Why the hell? Why would why not? Why not have okay? Sammy, listen, talk, Sammy's talk about the match. Go, you okay, did, go ahead, the, the team match team.
3: The match was great. Like I said, all the mm-hmm. like I said earlier, all the celebrities put the work in. They all made themselves look very, very good. Uh, much mm-hmm. like last year with Bad Bunny, they, he put the work in and he made himself look good. Um, the the problem with Sami Zayn in the main event pitcher, he's just not believable as a champion, and that's the honest truth. Everywhere he's been, he's been a mid card guy, and he will stay a mid card guy. Sami Zayn is the guy you look for to fill a role when you need a role filled. Sami Zayn is a great utility player. Sami Zayn is a great cheerleader for a guy like a Kevin Owens, or even a guy like a, a Drew McIntyre, if I will just to use an example, like those mm-hmm. guys who are main event players. Sami Zayn, unfortunately, uh, the the highest mountain he will achieve will be the U.S. or the Intercontinental title. He'll always be in the mix for those titles because that's just who he is. Sami Zayn is great on the mic, probably better than most people give him credit for, but his wrestling is subpar. And I mean, he is he can't do what he used to in the Indies, he can't do what he used to when he's when he was El Generico. That's when Mm -hmm. he was special. But when you're in WWE, as we all know, your moveset goes from this to this. Mm -hmm. And Sami Zayn is not great when he's only limited to this. And that's why Sami Zayn is a mid Carter, he will be a mid Carter. The only reason why Dolph Ziggler is NXT champion right now is because he threatened to leave, so they gave him a shot to run. Which I think is overdue. And I think it's a little bit of a slap in the face, to be honest with you. It is. It is. He, he shouldn't be the NXT champion. He should be fighting. Yes. In The the last time Dolph Ziggler held a championship was over a decade ago. The Miz, two-time Grand Slam champion. They make him lose it the next night. I get the storyline built for it. But you're going to finally give this man a, a shot to be your champion only to lose it. I wanted to see Angry Miz Girl again. I loved Angry Miz Girl. When I was younger, I was the biggest Miz fan ever. I still have the Magnet Chicken shirt upstairs. Okay, it doesn't fit, but I still fucking have it. The Miz is fucking cold, okay? The Miz mm-hmm. is straight cold, and it, it sucks that they have these champions, and they're not utilizing them properly. That is where WWE fucks it up on a regular. That's I what I will say. I yeah, agree.
4: definitely.
6: Now, what, all that all that Miz fandom makes me forgive you for all those uh, disparaging AEW <laughs> remarks. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh, uh, um, Mike, are we
3: are we, are we are, having a moment right. here?
2: Mike, are we having a moment? <laughs> looks like it. A moment? It, 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 it looks
3: like it. Hey, you know, it
0: looks like it. Mike, I may let you take me out to dinner, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can
3: hey, still say I love the product. I said I can, hate the, I can hate the owner, but I can still appreciate the product. I did say that about AEW. I appreciate the product, but it's mm-hmm. not always perfect. And nothing is. No. Nothing no. is perfect. Look, I'm a big MLW fan. And they shit the bed on the regular. They shit the bed on the fucking regular. But every once in a while, they get it right. And when they get it right, mm-hmm. oh, it's picture perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So any wrestling organization, if you think it's perfect, okay. That's, that's a problem. That's, it, no, that's right? problem. that's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. And it's not taking anything away. I, I have just as many figures as you. To say I'm not a fan would be stupid. I'm not a fan of AEW. Hold on let me just cover All these right. up i'm not a fan of any i don't like oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would be impossible to do that but you get the products not perfect and that's the truth but anyways back to you saying i'm great for being a Miz fan i am you're right i'm awesome i am <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love this i love this jd take it away what are your thoughts yeah, about i'm this a game? fan
2: of both i mean I've of course i've been watching w for a lot longer and, but I'm one of those people, like, both of them are good. Both of them can be bad. And so I have issues with both. I have issues with both companies. I have great things to say about both companies. As long as, you know, you're providing a good show for us, you're, you know, using your wrestlers to the best of their ability, that's what makes me happy. Um, as far as with this match, um, it was very fun. It is what it was. You know, this is main. I mean, this is something you should, should fully expect. This is Jackass. I expected all the – everyone, all the Jackass crew to come out and for the crazy spots and stuff like that. So this match served this purpose. Um, as far as with Sami Zayn, I felt as though Sami Zayn was his best in NXT. And I felt as though they kind of missed the window with him there. Um, and he's always been great as far as with tag teams. I think um, – I agree with George that it would be um, – you know, mainly the IC title and stuff like that. But WWE sometimes is that type of company where they'll give a title to someone, you know, just just because, you know, like we saw with the Miz, they gave the Miz the title for eight days, whatever. Um, who else? It was a it was a bunch of people who they gave the title to that really didn't deserve the title, but Matt they Carolina. did it. Just he had it. it for
3: under 24 hours, and he lost yeah. it the next night in front of his own hey, father. Yep.
2: That's horrible. Oh, yeah. It's people who they give the title to just to give the title to. But Sami Zayn, he mainly serves his purpose. He's a character. You know, when he has to play, whether it's the conspiracy or whatever, whatever they tend to throw at him, like he will do the best of his ability to do what he he needs to do. So he fits WWE because WWE is all about characters and storylines. And – Sammy Zayn did great with this feud between him and Johnny Knoxville. I'm so I'm, I've just found out the number that they gave out was actually his number. Someone told me that they actually called in is actually his phone number, apparently. But yeah, I, as far as with, uh, like I said, back to this match, I, I enjoyed it, it served its purpose. I was laughing my ass off with some of the spots that they were doing when they was trying to do the mousetrap at the end and Johnny couldn't get it to set it off and stuff like that. Um, Pat McAfee and had, it and he did it himself, and it hit him. <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> and they was trying to do the mannequin leg, and you know, poor Sammy Zayn had to stand there wobbling like a Mortal Kombat character to try to to wait for them to get the spot <laughs> off. Like that, you know, like um, and Pat McAfee had me cracking up the whole time. So this was a very entertaining match. You know, what is it technical or anything like that? No. It's not going to be technical or anything, but it served this purpose of entertaining us with this ridiculous, like, no holds bar match.
0: Definitely. And I hope they take away that Hogan Andre and they put the Wee Man body <laughs> <Cappy Sammy Zane>. <laughs> <laughs> As someone made Zayn. I think it was Dandel that did it from Half-K.
2: I think he put it on Twitter. I was like, oh, shit. I was shocked <laughs> when he did that. I did not expect him to pick up Sami Zayn like that. That was amazing. See-go.
3: Can I ask that? Did anybody notice that Steve O was MIA last night? Yeah, I noticed this right? too. I was yeah.
2: expecting him yeah. to show up. Like I, I was thinking for sure
3: Steve was gonna do some. I thought Steve O was gonna be underneath the ring, like on the mm-hmm. big mousetrap, gonna like do something like that, like typical Stevo. When and when they when they did the finish, I was
2: like, Fuck man, everybody's there but Steve O like what the fuck happened? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I know it's that.
3: Can That's I just say- I thought it was
2: Steve O when it was the uh the pa- the pants the party boy? I thought that was yeah. steve at first. I was uh, like, oh, no. wait, no, it's Party Boy. No, but then yes. when he came
3: out and I was like, oh, God, please put your clothes back on for the love
2: of <laughs> All the sheer pants right away. I knew exactly no. what was about to happen. I was like, hey... We about to enter PG thirteen territory right now. So,
3: <laughs> just, remember the big fat guy that had the bow tie and the oil? Like that yeah. motherfucker uh, was blue. That guy had. That
4: guy
3: Hardy <laughs> Boy was fucking a letdown. Trash.
6: I, I Mike. I interrupted you again. My apologies. Go ahead. Oh no, no it's all good. Um, no, I, I want. I, I just want to say that please, two K, if you're gonna do the next uh WWE game, please give us the giant mousetrap.
4: Yes. <laughs> yes. Can, can, yes. Can we, can we have yes. that, please?
6: I knew you know, it. it's it, if there was ever a time, do it. 2k. Yeah. I won't charge you. <laughs> <laughs> I Make mean, it can happen. Make it happen, right? Oh man, but go ahead, Michael Burrell, your thoughts about the match. Were oh, I mean it was a fun match. It was exactly what I wanted. Uh a, a match with these guys in it, right? It's exactly what it was, what it was meant to be, and I was honestly, I did not, I did not think I would be entertained as much as I did. And you know, I, I know some people, you know, with their noses in the air, like, hmm, I don't know. But in the end, I'm pretty sure they all laughed too, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole mouse trap thing and the party boy and Wee Man with the uh, the WrestleMania three like slam. Uh, Yeah, all of it. It was great. It was entertaining, and that's that's all. I'm all in for that.
0: Oh, man, definitely. And then we're all in for the Fatal 4-Way match of the Women's Tag Team Championship. Yes, we had Sasha Banks and Naomi winning the tag team title, defeating Selena, Carmella, Rhea, Liv, and Natalia and Shayna. Uh, Very brief for me, the match was okay. I think everybody had their spots, their moments. I did kind of want it to live to have her moment, but realizing that... Forgot that Sasha never has won in a mania, so I'm happy that she mm-hmm. won at mania finally. She had her moment. It's about time. She should have been having it in the first place. Uh, but that's another topic to discuss. But this, I mean, it was overall great. It was okay. Uh, I know that a lot of people saying that, oh, it was just a, a filler to add on, and it is an unfortunate. But overall... I just the live in Rhea attire. I, I overheard. What is it? A
3: bat? Was it a Catwoman? And
2: Catwoman.
4: And,
3: and they said something else. Supposedly or... Catwoman and Batman. But yeah. I gotta say, Liv Morgan looked very similar to a certain bunny in a certain letter, another three-letter organization. Mm. That's all I'm gonna fucking <laughs> say. Oh uh, yeah. I thought, <laughs> as soon as she came out, I was like, I don't know if they mean it too. to be a shot, but I feel like they're taking a shot. But, and then also somebody said, Liv Morgan, you can whip me. And I was like, this is too much. I don't understand what's happening here. Oh, yeah, it was Kayla Braxton on Instagram. She fucking t- took a picture and she's like, mm, Liv Morgan, you can whip me. And I'm like, you know, you're some, I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know if I, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I really need my my eleven year old daughter bringing that to my attention. So Caleb Braxton, maybe <laughs> watch what you you throw around on Instagram. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, go ahead, just talk about it. That
0: match.
4: No,
3: just, what you... Listen, the match was what it was. Uh, you know, Sasha and Naomi were the only ones logically, and it did feel like a filler. It felt like there's not a whole lot for any of these women, and uh, they're just kind of threw them together and like, okay, listen, we're just gonna makeshift tag teams and we're just going to mm-hmm. hope for the best. There wasn't really a true tag team in the mix. Even yeah. Carmella and you know, Queen Zelina, it's the same. It, they're all makeshift tag teams. Uh there's no the only true tag team I would have to say would be uh Natalia and Shayna because they've been there before. But in the same aspect even there were thrown to get this was just because okay, we don't have enough for all these women, but they deserve their WrestleMania spots, so let's just give them something. If anything, they're, they're, I'm still waiting for the China Battle Royale to come back because why has that not been? A, they the, they were going to name it Fabulous Moolah and they didn't. What happened to that Battle Royale? Where was that one? Did I miss that one? They, they dude, got rid of it. Gone. They got but it. has gone.
2: Half of, of roster
3: is gone. They
2: can't fill it. It was
3: because it. Yeah. it was there. Yeah, you're right. They can't fill it. They and,
4: can't
2: and, fill
3: and it. Unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. But kudos to Sasha and Naomi. I thought they had a great match. I love that finisher. The fucking backstabber into the rear view. I thought that finisher really cool tag team work for <laughs> yeah. sure. But I mean, the match was the match was subpar, and now it's just us. And I'm sure there are going to be no children watching. Yes, by all means, Liv Morgan, whip me.
2: Okay with <laughs> Get in line. <laughs> Get
1: in line. No problem, Katie. I will. I will wait. I will wait until you're through. Okay, no problem. You got it, buddy.
6: Mike, talk to you, money, Mike. Yeah, it, it the whole women's uh, tag team division does feel like makeshift tag teams it just well okay uh, you and you go ahead go out there and it, it just feels that way and uh, it it is somewhat unfortunate right but i feel like some of these women do kind of make I, I don't know if i can cuss right now uh chicken Why? salad out of chicken doo-doo right uh and, and like for example sasha and naomi you could see that they were having a good time out there. Uh, They were enjoying being tag team partners. Uh, So, you know, I I think that they make the best out of it. And, and it, it showed, especially after the win. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I do feel, or I do wish that they would put some emphasis on tag team wrestling for the women. Uh, They, they got rid of the Iconics, which I do to this day, believe that they were made tailor made for this division. And, they got rid of them the same day. Uh, so, you know, there's that. But uh, overall, I'm glad that they got to have their entrances, got to have the WrestleMania moment, and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. JD?
2: Um, I was very excited when they first initially introduced the women's tag team titles because I felt like maybe they'll do a little bit more with the women's division. But as we see, like ever since – um, Sasha and Bailey had dropped it. It just became like a, you know, just a title, and um, it's a shame because NXT treats the women's tag team titles with more prestige than the main roster, um, and you can tell like it still means a lot to Sasha. Um, I didn't even realize that she never won um, on a Mania before, and so once once I realized that, I was like, okay, because I was actually going for Liv and Rhea. To win the titles, um, but I'm happy that Sasha and Naomi have won the titles, and hopefully, with their win, that they will try to push to do a lot more with the titles. Um, unfortunately, they got they pretty much either broke up or got rid of every women's uh, tag team that was in the division. So it goes to show where their priorities are um, as far as the women's tag team titles. Um, and now we got these, you know, the makeshift tag teams is going to keep going um, as far as the match I hate the setup of this fatal four-way tag team like it makes zero sense to me for the champions to tag themselves out in a match where they can lose the title without them being in the ring I felt a little bit more impressive if this was like maybe a tornado for fatal four-way tag
4: yeah. um,
2: it would have been a lot more like creativity for the women versus you know I'm a tag you in oh no I'm tagging you in oh no I'm tagging you in it felt like there was playing a game of tag at at a certain point, uh, trying not to face Rhea Ripley at the beginning. Um, And I just hope that maybe with Sasha and um, Naomi having the title, that maybe we'll, for like Liv and um, Rhea Ripley, um, and maybe more for Shayna and Natalia since they don't really have much going on uh, for a while too, that maybe those tag teams will definitely try to reestablish a women's tag team division. Um, or else we, you know, not Sasha and Naomi is going to like hold on to the titles and start, you know, tri- they'll be booked very similar to when um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler was tag team t- titles where it was just mm-hmm. like they were booked for a storyline versus booked as champions and the title just happened. To be involved in the storyline, um, but I'm very happy that um, they won. Um, Naomi is definitely one of the ones that deserves a title reign again. So if this is what we can get for right now, I'm fine with it. Um, but you could tell it really meant a lot to Sasha, and Sasha was one of the big people, one of the people who was really big behind getting the tag team titles. So I'm hoping that there'll be a bit of a push from her to really make these titles mean something.
0: Absolutely. I and she's gonna keep on doing it. And she always puts it on her social media, like women's mm-hmm. wrestling is you know it's the best. And I will, of course, praise her down and i you know follow her, let her lead the way, and hopefully this could change his fucking mind again and let you know bring back again that women's wrestling back to WWE. Yeah. But we'll see down the road. Speaking down the road, man, Edge and AJ Styles, this match. Ah! And by the way, just to people I'm asking, oh, how did AJ get the cut? There was different angles, and I finally found the angle where he got cut because he bumped mm-hmm. himself on the on the star, like come out, coming down the way, coming the way out. It wasn't the yeah. pyro, it was what he bumped himself. So by the time we saw, and I had to go back and look at the replay, and yeah, he did You could tell that it wasn't the pyro, it was just on the way out, as he was walking out, he hit himself, and that's what cut you know caused the cut that he had. The match itself, I did love Edge's entrances. Now we know why it makes sense why they they trademarked a judge, a jury, executioner type of style, and it makes sense what they're trying to do with him. And and I guess it revealed that he, that he's going to be having a stable with Damian Priest. We did see Damian Priest out there. I just very brief on my side. The match was great. I wish the ending was a little better, but it looks like they we're gonna. Feels gonna go a little bit longer, and I'm looking forward to see it. I would like to see if that's the case, bring AJ and Finn Balor, OG fuller Club, together teaming up versus this new stable of Edge and Damien Priest. Third member, if they bring a third member in, if there's a trios to it, uh Alexa Bliss will fit for me. I don't know who else I and mean, we bring a female, but uh on the female side, yeah. I know people are saying that oh, this is like the house of black, you know, WWE version so what if it is i mean but i like i like this i'm intrigued of what they're gonna where they're gonna go with this and i'm we'll see tonight on raw and see what happens with that but the match i give it i loved it i enjoyed it great storytelling uh good spots from both of them for me so i'm looking forward to how this feud will continue especially we'll
3: find out on raw so mr mckay take it to you your thoughts you know what, this match was a a dream match, right? It's a dream. People have wanted to see this for a long time. And I felt that, uh, like, I I was really excited. This was the match I was most excited for on night two uh, next to Roman and Brock. And I felt that it was flattened parts. Yeah, they got their spots in, and it was the, the storytelling was solid, but it wasn't great. Not what you would expect from two guys like this. And I mean, the entrance was very reminiscent of the brood. If they're bringing the brood back together with Edge as the leader, I'm all for that. Uh, another member, mm-hmm. I would actually, I would actually bring up. Uh, I think Champa fits in perfectly into mm-hmm. the brood. And Ciampa's, Ciampa's really solid as a. Uh, as a follower for a little bit, but if it's going to implode, I mean Champa versus Edge, shut up and take my money. Like that's got that's got market <laughs> value all right over it, right?
4: Seriously, um, but
3: uh you know, giving it to Damian Priest was smart. Not a whole lot going on with him, and you know what? To put him up up with Edge, that just shows that they see stock in him for in the future. So you put it. Usually, put a young guy with a vet, and it it tells a certain tale of where things are going. So I, I don't I don't mind that at all. I think it was great. Uh, the match was, was a little bit flat for me in certain parts. Again, this is a match I've been wanting to see forever. I, I must have played these two going at each other on any WWE 2K game that I could mm-hmm. get my hands on. Um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it just felt flat for me. It didn't feel like the big payday. It felt like a lot of matches on night two were just, okay, yeah, go. Like, it, it didn't feel like anybody really cared. And maybe that's just a simple fact that the two nights, sometimes, like, as a fan, you have to, like, we at home, we don't have to pick. But if you're going to the show, you got to pick which night you want to see. And if you got mm-hmm. stuck tickets at night two, I feel bad for you in a little bit of ways. I just felt night two felt flat in a lot of ways. It really, really did. But this match mm-hmm. was okay. I give it, like, three out of five. Like, it was, okay. it was eh, for me.
6: Uh-huh. Money, Mike. Yeah, man, that entrance from Edge, man, that, that got me hyped up. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the match itself was all right. Uh, I'm glad that these two were able to have their match at WrestleMania. Um, but Priest, I was very surprised to see him there. Uh, and yeah, he, he could have, or the the ending could have been a little bit better in ways of him not just standing there. Uh, I wish there would have been some sort of an action that he does or whatever. Um, I think that would have been better. Uh, but overall, I think it's a great pairing and brood 2.0 or 3.0, I should say. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, I'm all in. Sign me up.
0: All right, all in, huh? All yes, in, yes.
2: <laughs> all in. We, see it. we got it. <laughs>
0: Uh, I agree with them. Yeah, there
3: I tell you, horrible.
2: <laughs> horrible. You no,
3: know, I'm not taking over the show. JD, your thoughts on this match? What do you think?
2: <laughs> Thank you, George. Oh, um, I had very high expectations for this, and I think a lot of people did, and so that's why this match felt very flat. Because we've seen both of these men at you know put on very good Mania matches before, so I don't know if because it felt like. With this whole pay-per-view, with the whole night too, it felt very rushed, and probably because of what was happening with the two matches in the main event, that they wanted to make sure it was enough time. But it just felt that I didn't like the ending at all. I'm like, since when does someone standing there distract you that long enough, especially someone like AJ Styles, you know, to distract you long enough for you to miscue your that finish there? Um, I was getting like you know brood, ministry of darkness type of vibes from edge uh it felt like it was a bit of a tribute to undertaker because he was wearing the black and uh purple um gear as well um i'm happy that damian priest is you know teaming up with edge um i'm a i was a fan of damian priest when he was in nxt so i'm very happy that they're matching him up with someone perfect as far as um storytelling and uh character and stuff i think those two would go well perfectly as far as like you know comparisons with house of black ministry of darkness started first you know so it's like you you can't there's no copying or anything it's just like you you take a you take an idea and just make it your own so house of black works this you know new brood slash you know ministry of darkness 2.0 whatever this is going to be it's going to work as well um as far as a third person, I would love Tomasa Ciampa to be involved because I I am fearful as to when he gets called up to the main roster, what they're gonna do. Um I'm already sad that he lost his the theme music. I loved his theme music. Yes. Um, it but is. it felt like you know, as we see what Pete done <laughs> this night, right, sorry, um you, you mean, know look. His name is Butch. Butch. Sorry. Butch. Butch. Oh. Butch. Butch the Chihuahua is what I was calling him. Um, <laughs> and but, we you know, have I'm.
3: Underneath the old English hat. That was great, too.
2: Yes. But <laughs> I'm, I hope that Tomasa Ciampa is teamed up with Edge. I feel as though with those two, with Edge, you know, Edge can definitely help them out as far as like navigating the main roster and kind of like using a dark persona so that it works on the main roster because you know it works very well with nxt black and gold but on the main roster there's like always like a slight disconnect unless you're you know kane or the undertaker whereas though you know it <laughs> i know it's butch i like to call him <laughs> <Pete Dunne. laughs> i like calling him pete dunn i don't see butch when i Watch see him Like butch you is the name man. of a pit bull okay I'm sure if I go anywhere near my neighborhood, there's a pit bull named Butch. Somewhere. Oh yeah.
5: There has to be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, but yeah, I feel as though my expectation was pretty high for this match. And so this match felt flat for me. I felt as though maybe this is like, let's get this match done now. And then we'll get the actual match later on. Once we get this payoff between AJ styles and this new brood, uh, uh faction. Um, but yeah I was very let down because I know that like, these two can really go at it and this really should have been like match of the night for for me um, oh, yeah. this was like the match I was waiting for the whole the whole weekend because um, I'm a big fan of these two um, but yeah I would give it a C as well I felt as though it could have definitely went better Even the, even the, especially the fact that the finish fell so flat yeah. um, I would have been forgiving if like this all led to a very good finish but the fact that it all felt flat is just like it really didn't feel like a WrestleMania match. No, because I think I—I
0: honestly thought they were gonna put this one on Raw tonight with the whole debut of the of the stable. I I didn't expect them to do it last night on Mania. That's what I was—I didn't think of that. And then when that happened, I'm like, shit, okay. So that means they're gonna really gonna go for long this this feud between them. So that's what we're gonna look, and that's why I guess now you know it it, it feels flat because of that reason. If if they would have waited, maybe the match could have been. different different it could have been better because then we would have seen better spots from them even though they had their spots but i feel that they could have done better yeah but
2: yeah yeah they could have easily done a, a rough bump and then have Damian priest up here type of situation you know you can make the lights go out have the crowd pop thinking it's undertaker and come to find out it's Damian priest like there's different ways they could have introduced Damian priest it just feels like you know it's just let's have him appear and just stand there like a statue um uh, with the weird camera angle to his face. So yeah. Uh,
0: absolutely. All right. See the I just not honestly this was another one that there's not much to talk about either. The only thing I want to say about this New Day and Ridge and Seamus, uh, kudos to New Day for the tribute for Big E the attire. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh but this is another another match that this should not happen, in my opinion. Like we mentioned, we talked about it with George and I. This should have been like a SmackDown match. There's really nothing much to say about it. It was just a filler, I guess, for mm-hmm. uh, and it sucks because I want to bury New Day because I'm, I'm a big fan of New Day, but it's just more like uh, a break, bathroom break, or whatever you need to do, or get your get your refills. I don't, this match wasn't the one for me. I don't know if, if there's anything to really honestly to really talk about this one because I really didn't feel the only thing I just want to say is kudos to them for the
3: biggie tribute. That's all I have to say about it. So I don't know if you guys want to. That really was the awesome. only thing really that's
2: yeah, me. I loved yeah, it.
3: Like, that's awesome. But that was the match was the match was trash.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I popped for that. Uh actually on their podcast, Big E mentioned that he wanted the three of them to one day wear the singlets. So and Xavier Woods kind of didn't want to wear it because what he felt as though he would look weird in it. So I actually <laughs> I popped when I saw them wearing the singlets for him. So yeah. Oh, but yeah, this man. match was uh it wasn't good at all, oh. especially with the Chihuahua. Butch, Butch, the but Chihuahua. I couldn't stand that. They kept attacking, and Seamus had to hold him back. I'm like, I don't know who thought of this. That thought this was a good idea to show. Like, I guess they went with the bruiser weight type of situation, but yeah, this wasn't. I'm this pretty wasn't sure good when
0: Vince met with Pete, I don't know I don't have to call you, I don't have to call you Butch. I'm pretty sure Vince told you know Pete Dunne that such
4: good shit. So I'm pretty sure he
0: told him that. <laughs> I know.
4: <laughs> I know
0: you finally told him that and when he met with him.
3: He fucking told him that.
4: <laughs> no, man, that. Way the,
3: the way the meeting went down is because Zitsuk Van always has to tell these stories. So Pete Dunn sat <laughs> down and he's like, here's the idea. Here's how we're going to do it. Have you ever seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? <laughs> <laughs> Big of that, gonna, but paperboard. I was going to look at him and be like, well, uh, well I'm British. So a, a folklore about the American Wild West, I can give two fucks about. But sure. Well, we're not going to call you Butch Cassidy. We're not going to call you the Sundance Kid, but we're just going to call you Butch. Butch.
2: <laughs> and you're going to try to fight like a little chihuahua. Oh, my
3: and God. Then, and horrible. then probably like, so it's guaranteed money, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as it's guaranteed money, I think that's all that matters. I mean, shit. Yeah, man, that's, that's exactly the way Vince McMahon did, did his shit. But, all right. Pat
0: McAfee, Austin Theory. Obviously, we will we'll add the McMahon as well. Man, kudos to Pat McAfee, man. And you know what? I'm happy that he finally got the crowd behind him. Kudos to him. Uh, I know at NXT when he had a, this match with Adam Cole, everybody was like, Ah, fuck this guy, he's not gonna do very well. And he mm-hmm. did impress when he had the match with Adam Cole. He he impressed me and remind you that he was already, you know, before his name was brought up, you know, on television, he we knew that he was signed already. He was training to be because he wanted to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he retired the NFL to become a, a pro wrestler. And I'm glad to see, you know, the exposure he's getting. And I'm happy, you know, where he's at right now. And I love him in the commentating. I know people might say, some people will say no, but I love him oh, as a fuck commentator. He's
3: amazing, dude.
0: He's amazing. He's alive. great. He's,
3: alive, he's great. He's when great. he stands on that table and he shakes wow. his ass in front of Michael <laughs> <Owen>, Coleman. <Patrick laughs> I love
1: that yes shit,
3: that shit is yes. he, they remind me of very much like Jr and the King when they first started. He is yes. so much like the King, and he is so much uh Michael Cole is so much like it a bitter Jr. Now, like it's great. It's yeah. it, it, the just juxtaposition is great. I will jump in real quick because I do got to jump off, but I will say this before I go. Ivan, it's always great to be on. Mike, it's glad to finally actually have a, a conversation with you instead of through the chat group. So it's great, JD. You and I have known each other for a while. It's awesome to see you. You're fantastic. Yeah. Your knowledge is amazing. I will say this. Pat McAf- McAfee and um, Austin Theory, they did everything right. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about this this match, the build was great. The story was great. Uh, and then him actually, after he wins, calling McMahon in the ring. McMahon taking the shirt off. Say what you want to say. The stunner was trash. The stunner was this. The <laughs> fact is, this is, a 80, this is almost an 80-year-old man. And he went out there. Did he fuck up a spot? Yeah. Did Austin laugh his his ass off after he fucking did? And he even was like, when he was drinking those beers, and he looked at McMahon still down there, he's like, "Fuck it, whatever." You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you slow down the clip, the clip, he's like, "Fuck it," and he just smacks two beers together. Like, mm-hmm. these are, this is, you know, a man who's been out of the ring for 19 years and the godfather of sports wrestling. Say what you want to say, sports entertainment. If Vince McMahon didn't do what he did, you know, fucking 30. Almost forty-five fucking years ago, there would be yes. no AEW. There would be no Tony Khan. No. There would be nothing. There would be none no. of this. Vince McMahon is the reason we're all here talking. Love him, hate him. It is what it is. You got to respect the man, and uh, that's what I stand. And the fact that at seventy-some odd years old, literally south of south, going on to eighty, this guy took a bump like that at the age he did. And he still looks phenomenal. When he took off the thing, fucking guys built better than me, man. I saw the I saw the pipes was like this motherfucker. I mean, he's not built like he was back in the Attitude Era. That was like crazy ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, kudos to Vince McMahon for everything that he did. It was two entertaining nights, and both crowds got to see Stone Cold, which was special. Because if you didn't get tickets to Night One. You got to see Stone Cold come back on night two. And you got to see Stone Cold fucking stunner Rickman, which you want to talk about being 15 again. We all remember that. And we all remember how bad Stone, how bad McMahon took stunners back then. So yep. it doesn't make a difference that he took the stunner like shit now. But this match was entertaining. It was fucking great. And it's a great match for me to jump off on. Guys, always a pleasure. Ivan, mi hermano, mi familia. I appreciate you, bro. Love you guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. I got to take my kids off to dance. Yes, I am a girl dad and I'm fucking proud of it. Peace, love, and wrestling. Later, guys. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Later, brother. Appreciate you, brother. <laughs> oh, man, but
0: take it away, JD, Your thoughts about this Pat McAfee-McMahon-Austin and Theory match?
2: Uh, this was a fun match. I've been a fan of Pat McAfee. He impressed me. Uh, when he was in NXT, I was like, man, you're talking a lot to be, you know, <laughs> to get your first match. So, But when he wrestled, I was thoroughly impressed with him. Um, then he wrestled the war games match and I became an even bigger fan. Um, and so when he became on the, um, as an announcer, I loved him even more. Um, cause he sounds like the way we would react to things as well. So it made it very authentic. Um, I listen to his, uh, show on YouTube sometimes cause he talks football, of course. Um, but I, I, I am a big fan of Pat McAfee. So I was pretty excited with this match, um, he of course he did exactly what I thought he would do and impressed everyone. Uh, as a Cowboys fan, loved the entrance, you know, with the with the cheerleaders and everything like that, and then him punting the ball in AT&T Stadium. I wish we had a you know a kicker like that again, but you know <laughs> it is what it is. But. Um, <laughs> Um, I was thoroughly enjoyed. I even enjoyed Michael Cole in commentary. Michael Cole's like, look, I'm going to be completely biased. (laughs) (laughs) You're on (laughs) Pat McAfee in front of Vince McMahon. Byron's like, you got to shut up. You know, he's right there. (laughs) And, And Michael Cole's like, yes, Pat. Yes. I was like, you know what? This is one of my favorite matches that Michael Cole has called from like top to bottom. The crowd was completely into it, you know, seeing as I was like towards the end of the night, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, you know, once I saw, when I saw Vince McMahon start taking off the tie and stuff like that, I was like, the I was like, are, are we about to do this? So I thought maybe this would be like a tease or something, an Austin Theory attack or something, but we got an actual, even as you know, slow as it was, whatever, you could say whatever, but we got a match from Vince McMahon at 80 years old. And he, like, um, I knew somebody was going to come out because the way he reacted when Austin Theory's music <laughs> came on, I was like, okay, somebody's coming out, but, you know, we don't know when. But having Stone Cold come out and having fun and stuff like that, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was happy for the fans because I was like, you know, going to WrestleMania with these two nights, you don't know which night you should really pick uh, because, you know, you're going off of what you think could happen, so... You know, I was happy for the fans of night two who didn't, you know, go to night one to see Stone Cold in the ring again as well. Um, Seeing him and Vince McMahon interact definitely reminded me back of the Attitude Era. Like George said, Vince couldn't take there's there's gifts out there of Vince taking the stunner back then where he just kind of folded down. So the fact that he kind of like fell back, you know, now we have a new thing for Vince McMahon. Um, I absolutely loved Austin Theory's cell. Of the stunner, I, that's definitely top five for me. Of that, I mean, he it was like a cartoon character or something, uh, especially the height that he got. So it felt like, yeah, yeah, the dirt sheets were right. I, I heard the dirt sheets, like it's gonna be Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon, but I was like, Vince McMahon gonna wrestle a match, but you know, Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon, so um. But yeah, definitely it felt like Scott this felt like a Scott Hall type of Yes, yes it did. <laughs> Except for the <laughs> arms and legs were waving this time. <laughs> Just I loved it. I loved it. Uh then he went with, you know, Vince McMahon, of course, and then Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, I was like, Pat McAfee's living the fans dream. I mean, growing up. Loving wrestling, you know, got to be in a match at NXT and working closely with everyone in Triple H. Now he gets a mania match, Uh gets a match at WrestleMania, um, got the great, you know, entrance and everything, got the special entrance, you know, had a match with Vince McMahon, even though he though was pretty much on the, def- you know, he, was, he didn't get any offense in the match. I mean, it was basically him getting his ass whipped uh, slowly by Vince McMahon, but you really can't be mad at that portion of Vince McMahon. Cause it's like, it's Vince at 80 years old. Like you really expect them to go out, like sting and whatnot to have put on a five-star match. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was about to get to that too, but, and then he gets, gets to drink beers with stone cold. And then he took the stunner. I loved his cell too, the, the spewing of it. he just fell backwards. Like, like, like a street fighter or something like that. Um, I completely loved it. Stone Cold was having the time of his life and you know, I was cracking up. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a good moment, you know? And I was like, Pat McAfee is just having the time of his damn life. And I listened to, um, his show today where he talked about it and, um, he was apparent. according to him, he wasn't told that Vince and Stone Cold was coming, that, um, yeah, I know. I was like, he probably didn't know the Stone Cold <laughs> part was happening, but I'm sure he knew about Vince because he kind of, like, initiated for Vince to get in the ring anyway. But I was like, the fact that, you know, especially he loves to do the what chance of his show, I was like, he got stunned by Vince McMahon. And it was a good sell, too, so everybody's going to be talking about it oh. for a very long time. But I thoroughly enjoyed that match, definitely. One of my favorite it was my my match of the night was that was that segment
0: for night two? Awesome yeah. for night
2: two, yeah.
0: Hell yeah, definitely, definitely. Money
6: Mike, you know what? I'll give you credit, credit, JD. You made it sound a lot better than I remember it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a,
6: I was, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, man, it, it, that was pretty good. Um, but a, I'll be honest, watching it as it was happening. I was just like, okay, you know, let's come on, you know, let's get this mm-hmm. going. Uh, yeah, I did feel like it was quite a long time that McMahon was in the ring, um, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, 80 years old, all that good stuff. If I was the boss and I'm at 80 years old, I'd probably poke myself too. Honestly, <laughs> right? uh, I'll probably exactly. be like, you know what? I'll get the wing over McAfee. Um, I do feel that, and this is me just nitpicking here. Yeah. I do feel that. Austin should have come out to save McAfee before the 3 count. I don't think that McAfee should have or needed to be pinned by Vince. That's just my opinion, but mm-hmm. you know, I I think that Stone Cold should have come out a little earlier um then then everything else that followed was just fine. Um it it I guess yeah, I mean again, the way she said it was just it made it much more fun you know it kind of makes me (laughs) want to rewatch it now now that i'm thinking about it uh so yeah so there's that and uh mcafee my goodness that guy and I, i have not seen his nxt stuff uh or his football stuff i just have i know him as a commentator uh so seeing everything that he did in the ring was like what just happened the swanton and all that other stuff, and uh, you know, it was great, great, great stuff. Uh, I did not expect that, and I, I, I'm at the point now of, does he still count as a celebrity participant in WWE? You know, like is he? Because Bad Bunny, I feel like he's kind of taking that role of, okay, you know, he can come in and wrestle, you know, and uh, and all that stuff. Knoxville, you know, did uh, decent, and you know, for what it was, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see that celebrities or who, whoever is going to be stepping in there, they might be getting some pretty good training and, and putting on some uh, very interesting matchups there. Uh, so, which is a great thing, you know. Uh, yeah, so uh, get uh, Willie Nelson in there in, in a match. Uh, oh. you
1: know? <laughs> old <laughs> man versus, versus old McMahon. man. Old man yes. old man. There you go. <laughs> uh, sign me up for
6: that. Oh. Uh, and and, and and one more thing uh, I loved. Th- this is probably my biggest thing that I enjoy about this segment was that even after getting a stunner from Stone Cold outside of the ring, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee was with a beer. Yes. He was lying down. He was just <laughs> chugging it. The
0: beers must have been that, good. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I still need to try it. Oh, it's this- you know, my story that I had, it only had the regular IPA, but then he have the lager, so I'm waiting to try the lager. I'm oh, my God, I, just, I'm in, I need to have it. I need to have it. I mean, ah. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> yes, the way how you put it down, GDI, yes. Uh, I loved it. I enjoyed it every moment of it. And someone, um, you know, in the IWC community pointed out something that I didn't look at, and I actually did the replay, and it does. Uh, when Austin comes out, it comes out in exactly three hours and 16 minutes.
2: <laughs> oh, and no. nice.
0: Yes, <laughs> someone put it out there. When, when right, right at the moment, 316 hit, Austin's fucking music went off, and that's why he came out. I'm like, No way, I didn't believe this. I went back and I'm like, Son of a bitch, it does. It's
2: three. <laughs> so they typed this correctly. They that's literally... why they rushed the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's come out at 316, wow. not 317. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they really rushed it, and I was like, Oh my god!
0: And I was expecting Austin to come out, it was awesome. Um, you could tell he looked sore, uh, given those stunners. Uh, mm-hmm. he yeah, he was probably sore from the night, you know, from night one. Uh, but I was, <laughs> Oh my god, Austin, I think right now nobody can top Austin's 30 cell of, of the stunner looking like the Street Fighter character. Ooh, like, <laughs> <laughs> so love it. It. I love it. I don't think right now anybody could top it. Uh He's number one. Two, Scott Hall. Uh The Rock will be three, of course. Uh But I don't know who, four, four Kurt Angle. I'll say Kurt Angle four. I'll say Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, overall, I enjoyed seeing Vince finally. I, I think. And I was curious. I wonder if this man is still in shape. And yes, he is. He's still in shape. We know nose wobbly, but he's still in <laughs> shape. You know, for seventy six years old. You know, almost hitting eighty. Um, I was expecting Shane to be honest. I thought I was going to see Shane coming up, but no, it didn't happen. So I'm kind of glad it did it. Uh, but what a career highlight for not only just McAfee, but for Austin Theory too. Uh-huh. Getting involved in the McMahon storyline, Vince. You know, had you know picking him to be involved in this his storyline and to be his successor, to be his his chosen one, like how he had Drew McIntyre. Now, this mm-hmm. is his awesome theory, is a chosen one. So I'm looking forward to how they're gonna continue with this. So I I cannot wait to see Raw tonight. See, normally I never say that because <laughs> I do never watch three hours of Raw. I watched the highlight of it. But yeah. tonight I will sit down for three hours and watch Raw because I want to see Cody. I want to see who else comes out. Maybe Chopper. We might see debuting tonight in the main roster. We don't know what's going to happen tonight. So that's what I'm looking forward to see the RAW after WrestleMania. I, I, that's probably why I enjoy it the most. And um, but yes, great stuff from Vince and Austin. Great send off, and of course, I don't think we're going to see this again. Not. I don't think we're going to see in the LA. I think this time we're going to see the Rock and Vince this time, having their moment mm-hmm. like this instead of Austin. Austin had it in Texas. And now we're going to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson having it here. Yes, Mike, we'll be there. This <laughs> is <laughs> in our hometown, Los Angeles. <laughs> Main event time. And, Devin, I know you're here because you're watching. <sighs> the Tribal Chief, of course, defeating Brock Lesnar, becoming the undisputed unified universal WWE, WWE universal champion, I guess you could call it. Uh the match I'll give him my two cents. I was not bad. There was a couple of spots though that I think they kind of botched. Uh it did not like Roman did get hurt when he was telling uh Paul Heyman, it's it separated, my shoulder, my shoulder's mm-hmm. gone. My shoulder. And I hear Heyman, "Love oh, my tribal chief, you got this. You can stand my tribal chief. I just I just <laughs> saw that. Like, I man. died at that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was. I'm like- I was
2: Oh, I think he's legit hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. Cause it looked, yeah, because it looked like the, the Kamora. I guess when, when Lester caught him, I think he was too stiff on it. And I think he did hurt him. Mm-hmm. And when Yeah, you there's know, when a we... bump
2: on his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then um and I he did mention that like, oh shit. And oh, and then I, I see I swear it's like a movie because just seeing him, you can do this, you gotta do it for the tribal chiefs. You need to stand, get up! I just hear David just going off. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> Like a superhero villain movie shit. <laughs> and uh and of course Roman with the win. But one thing that the camera didn't catch, but Michael, I think, and Saxon said it, I think one of them did, that he put his shoulder back. Like he held he was holding the ropes. I guess he separated his shoulder. I think I don't know if he dislocated, but someone mentioned, if you listen to the commentary, that he, he popped it back in. So, and then that's why he was having a hard time, you know, putting his yeah. other arm up. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, he did really, really, should have been got hurt. So, oh, here we go. I want to, oh, what's, what are you saying? Not that was he God mode. <laughs> oh, man. I'll say this much and save the rest for my show. The match was just okay. What? Okay. I'll, I cannot wait to hear what you got to say, Devin. I am curious. But, what a great you know great way to end it, but what's next for Roman and for Brock? Should this be over? Should this be the closing chapter of their feud? And if it is so, what's gonna be next for both of these individuals? Mm-hmm. So I'll take it to you, JD. Your thoughts on the main event. And what's next?
2: Uh Devin might have been mad at me because I voted for Lesnar to win. <laughs> <laughs> um but um so I wasn't and then on top of that I said I wasn't really excited to see this match um because while Roman and um, Lesnar has chemistry once it comes to you know building a feud between them two when it comes to their match it's pretty much the same cookie cutter Uh, Brock gets offense first Goes to the corner, shoulder tackles a bunch of suplex, Let's go to Suplex City. Then uh, Roman gets some offense in, gets some super uh, Superman punches. Lesnar does an F five, and then you know Roman kicks out, and it kind of like hawks up, and then the match kind of goes from there. The only difference with this time versus when they first went against each other at WrestleMania 31 was that um, you know Roman still talked a bunch of shit in the ring and stuff like that, um, and I was I I shouldn't have been laughing cuz he was actually hurt but I was cracking up when he was like Paul my my shoulder it's out it's out and Paul's like you could do anything my trouble <laughs> chief just hold on maybe longer and I'm singing like Paul, he's actually hurt. Like, you can stop with the character work. I know the camera's right there, but he's like, just hold on strong, my tribal chief. Think of your family. Think of the bloodline. Roman. (laughs) I felt bad for Roman, but I had no choice but to laugh because he was just like, Paul, my shoulder it's out. It's really out. And uh, all right, good. I'm I'm glad that we're still cool. (laughs) But, But the match really didn't do a lot for me because it wasn't really that much of a difference from what we've been seeing between these two. And I felt as though they could have definitely had switched it up. Maybe Roman comes out with the offense, you know, kind of take us like by surprise like they did with Lesnar versus Goldberg, Um, you know, kind of switch it up because, you know, once I saw the beginning of it, I kind of was like, you know, it was just like, all right, I'm, you know, you're kind of going through the motions and you're waiting for the last few moments of the match to see, okay, who's going to win from there. Um, I understand why they unified the titles. I don't really agree with it because I feel as though now there's going to be such a bottleneck of people who are going to be in the main title picture that like we felt with, with the Royal Rumble, everyone else is going to feel like mid-card until they decide to pick up one or two people to kind of add into the mix. So now um I kind of figured you know, I, I had Lesnar winning because I felt as though it's easier to get the titles off of Lesnar than it is with Roman Reigns. Cause now it's like, okay, not even Brock Lesnar can defeat Roman Reigns. Who's going to defeat Roman Reigns now? I mean, he's going to be champion for a number of two years. and It's like, you can't sit here and tell me you're going to hold it all the way to next mania to possibly the rock or something. It's the, 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 the roster will be completely depleted of any, um, you know, of any, uh, credibility as far as being a number one contender um so I kind of had Lesnar winning this hoping that you know maybe Bobby Lashley would come back into the picture take the title off of him because I feel as though Roman Reigns right now don't necessarily need the title for his character like you can be you can be top of the game and not really have the title you can say you're above the title really. I mean, Undertaker didn't have the title all the time, but he was always, it always felt like, you know, main event type of nature whenever he is on the screen. Even with Lesnar, Lesnar didn't necessarily need the title, um, but it was just the way that he was booked. Um, And so with this match, this match felt like whatever because like i said it's been the same thing over and over again with suplexes and superman punches and all the back and forth um my biggest thing is where do we go from here you know mm. uh, is lesnar going to stay around till summer slam and then we see him back next mania season is this the end of it for him with roman reigns it's like who's he going to go against now um it's too early to bring braun breaker into the picture honestly do he go back with Seth Rollins? Even though Seth Rollins could do something now with Cody. It's like, well, do Bobby Lashley now comes in? Even though he just defeated Omos And it feels like they can continue that feud. So it's just like, who, who's out there for him? Who isn't already involved in a storyline? But, you know, it's Raw After Mania. They just, Raw After Mania, they throw things at the wall to see what sticks. The crowd will do whatever they do with it. So... That's why I'm very interested in and in what what happens now? What are we what are we doing? <laughs> Who's going to defeat Roman Reigns after 600 days of being champion?
0: And I think he's going to break the record, right? Because I think the one who holds it right now, as we speak, is CM Punk. I believe so in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Roman is going to be the one already going to break that record, already being the longest reigning
2: champion. Um, yeah, hey, he's gonna yeah. break it. They're, yeah, he's gonna erase them from the history books. Yeah.
0: I just hope they don't wait for next year. And I have a feeling they are going to do that. I, mm-hmm. I, something tells me uh, they, he might drop it but I don't know to who, and then win it back, and then go start it all over again Your, your number of days till the, until that feud picks up with The Rock. You know, might see it by SummerSlam. Or, heck, maybe Survivor Series. We might see that happening. Uh, but that's from the world. The way it looks to me, that's they're heading that direction. Since, uh, you know, Mania is here coming to L.A., the Rock, Hollywood, It's so predictable, but I'm curious of how they're going to build up to that and who should be the one dethroning a Roman, you know, first and then regaining it back. Uh, because that is a long time for holding it for quite some time, waiting for another year like Jesus, that's a long time from now. I hope not, but we'll, you know,
6: we'll have to wait to see. Buddy Mike, your thoughts, take it away,
4: Mm
6: -hmm. Roth. The mania should be good, first one since 2019. Oh, yeah, that's true, right. That is yeah, true. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yes. Yeah. A thing called COVID. hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as who's next, uh, you know what? It's going to be in Hollywood. Uh, why not the A-lister himself, The Miz? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <That's not
2: laughs> I... Do it. Do it, Vince. Do it. Do it, Vince. Do, Do it. it. Um, no, I mean, yeah. 800
6: days. To the Miz? <laughs> to the Miz. Why not? Um, <laughs> put it on season three of uh, Miz and Mrs. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, uh, it, it's interesting. And, and honestly, my pick all this time to end Roman, Roman's uh, run here has been McIntyre. I feel he's the guy. Um, you know, I see him as honestly, like either him or Randy Orton. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I could see as credible. uh People that are able to take it, take the title away from him. Uh, I was about to say titles, but they're unified now. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's that, and, and it's a very, very interesting choice for them to unify them now. Um, you know, with such uh, talent that's in there, and you know, like, and I th- and I think about someone like Cody. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't see Cody taking it away from him from Roman. Um, I could hope I'm wrong. You know, I'm a Cody guy, so hopefully right that they're they're able to build him up and and you know catapult him up to this to the sky and and have him take out roman uh but other than that man it's gonna be tough it it is tough then they have a big problem here uh with uh roman reigns and honestly i don't know what the purpose is of them building up him building him up so high above everybody else.
0: You're going to get Devin
6: I, pissed off right oh, now. Oh, I'll I'm, I'm waiting for him to comment. <laughs> it won't be the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't see what the purpose is of... I mean, is, is he that great? I, mean, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that. But you know what? Another thing where I'm curious now that they unified the belts, are they gonna make a new title for it? That's what I'm curious to see is how uh, how they're gonna you know present this new title. Are they gonna do it today? Hopefully, uh, we, if we do see that. But do you feel like they should bring a new belt for it? They should make a different design, or you feel like it's gonna be the same but a different color with the with the still with the logo in the front? JD, what do you think they're gonna do with it? Should they make a new belt for that?
2: I think they're going to they're gonna do what they've been doing this whole time where they kind of like combine the two with it um, maybe they'll make the universal title they could make the universal title the actual title and then just kind of do what they did with the uh, world heavyweight title kind of like retire it and kind of like let it be that way they can fit their history that they really want to uh carry with the uh, with that title um, or they can combine the two I mean I really hope they don't do what they did. Um, last time and just have, you know, Roman Reigns walk around with two titles for like months and months on end until they decide to combine the belt, you know, down the line. Um, but yeah, I, and also kind of piggyback what Mike was saying. Uh, I don't understand why I can see why they build up Roman Reigns to be as big as he is, because that's their golden child. But I don't, I don't understand why they've been doing it for so long. Where, where you're sacrificing the momentum of a lot of other people and sacrificing, like I said, the credibility of having number one contenders. Um, I'm very interested on the booking of Cody Rhodes. I think he'll be fine now, but I'm so interested in once once September rolls around, we're done with SummerSlam and everything like that, and we're in the uh the dead zone that I like to call it of WWE of what we're going what what are we doing at that point? That will be the true story of how the booking of Cody is going to be.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait to see how it's going to happen. Go ahead, I mean,
6: To piggyback on myself.
4: Uh,
6: <laughs> <laughs> I If you look at, if you look back at the attitude era and at the height of it with rock and stone cold, you had two stars. You had mm-hmm. two stars that you know really like had that big giant star power. And it all led up to WrestleMania 17. You didn't need two belts. You only had one, hmm. right? They were able to balance everything and, and build up all the other side characters. You know, you had Mankind, Triple H, and all this and that. So it is possible to have a balanced roster of stars, not just one guy to fall back on, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so th- that's the thing. And and, and, and and, you know, that's what I kind of like how I was saying earlier that, you know, I wonder why they've just focused on this one guy. Even in the ruthless aggression era with, with Cena, you had Orton, you had CM Punk, you had all these other lists of characters, right? Right now, it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't feel that way. So I, I can't help but wonder why. Because he's the guy, not just the guy. He's the guy. Oh, come on. Get him in, a, in a, an octagon with Lesnar, and he'll be out in 30 seconds. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! I mean, we saw him take the Kabura lock, so you know we yeah. saw what happened there. What happened? We
0: saw Heyman yeah.
2: come on, my <laughs> treadmill. Right. <laughs> we see it all. Happen. What happened there? <laughs> but yeah, it is. It, I feel the exact same way as far as the Attitude Era and the ruthless aggression era. Like even the tag team division was good back then. There was, you know, the women's division was some was not as good as it is today, but at least there was attention to it um, at that point. And even the mid-card, the mid-card felt important as well. But, yeah, you had you had Stone Cold, you had uh, The Rock. But you also had Triple H, you had Chris Jericho, you had the tag teams. Like, you had people who can, you know, if if Stone Cold or The Rock was to be injured for a little bit, you at least had other people that can kind of, like, go in there and kind of, like, carry the weight. Like, you, you had Undertaker as well, you had... um going into the roof of the aggression area you had evolution like you have a lot of different people to kind of like be able to change in and out with and with right now if unfortunately if Roman's shoulder is that bad so though he needs surgery what are they going to do <laughs> they don't yeah. really have right. credible people to really put the title on they're just going to what immediately give it to Lesnar and you know have him kind of go back and forth with it but The issue with WWE is that they're not building up the next generation of big talent. Like AJ Styles should be able to enter the title picture easily if they wanted to um edge as well someone or even like even someone as good as austin theory should be someone who we could see easily get built up to enter the title picture but because they build up roman so high with this title reign and beating out everyone and beating roman i mean being out lesnar and you know all these other people it's like any person that they try to build up it's like you can't really see it like if like if they were to do it with Cody tomorrow it won't be believable because it's like okay what what are we doing here Roman Reigns been champion for almost two years now and we're gonna have you know Cody kind of come in and try to take it down like if they did it with if they were tonight with the crazy Mania, like okay AJ Styles is gonna go against Roman Reigns we already know who's gonna win yeah what I really missed about the title picture is that it's something I kind of like too with AEW is that you don't know who's gonna win. Like you, you can say like, "Okay, I think it's gonna be this person," but you can't like clearly call it. Like you can call a Roman Reigns match, right? Kind of take I, the fun out of it.
0: No, definitely, I agree with that. And that is very, very true. It does take for the fun out of it, but I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to see these, these new chapters. And if that, mm-hmm. if, see, that's another thing too that you mentioned. Like, it, if that is announced barely, that old Roman is actually really legitimate and hurt Knee surgery. Wow. I think, I don't know what they're going to do. I think unless they bust a fatal four way, five way, how they did with Finn Balor, you know, when he had him, like relinquished the universal and they made like a fatal four way, I think a five way, what it was crown on new world, you know, new world champion. So I'm hoping that that's not the case. No, Devin, I'm not wishing your travel chief bad. <laughs> we're no. not saying that.
2: No, we're not, I'm not saying, saying that. that. Not saying Just hypothetical. That.
0: Exactly. If I Roman wants is.
2: to take a vacation like he technically can't right now. Yes. <laughs> he yes, wants he to does. take the wife out somewhere. He can't do that. He has <laughs> to show up on Monday and Fridays now. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> Probably Tuesdays if they could.
0: <coughs> oh my god. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but overall, what a Wrestlemania. So, any final thoughts? Let's say um, you're, you're Best moment of Mania overall for both nights, so I'll take it back to you, JD. Final thoughts Mania, your favorite moment for those those past two, you know, the past two nights. Which was your like number one, number one for sure? That is highlight. Um,
2: I I thoroughly enjoyed WrestleMania. I felt as though, like I said, the the actual show was a lot better to the build, like this year around, especially the fact that we had full fans back. It didn't really feel like the WrestleMania feeling that we would get, you know, every year um, before the pandemic, I guess I should say. Um, As far as the top moments, um, I would have to say... I, I love the um, I love the segment with Stone Cold and everything like that. But for me, I would have to say Bianca and Becky um, because I, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Bianca fan and I loved her entrance, you know, the gear and stuff like that. And I love the way that they built her up uh, since she came from NXT. I feel as though she is out of the people that came out of NXT recently. She is one of the people who has been built up very well. Um, even if, even though she lost, um, like you got mad, like it was upsetting, but I'm happy that this led to this moment here. Now she is a two-time champion. Um, definitely the face of WWE right now. Um, but right there would be Stone Cold Steve Austin, seeing him coming back. Um, not just like a one-off appearance, like we've been seeing with past WrestleManias, but him actually having a match. Him Seeing him having the time of his life, um, giving stunners to everyone and everything, and even the moment between him and Vince McMahon kind of like take you back to, you know, the Attitude Era days. But it was a very fun ride. Um, You know, there were moments, there were matches that should have been left to SmackDown and Raw, and there's matches that should have been added to this WrestleMania. But overall, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the WrestleMania weekend. I can't wait for Raw after Mania um, to see what happens tonight with the crazy crowd, and then to see what's going to happen with uh, LA Mania. I was thinking of going to LA Mania, but I'm waiting to see where they're going for WrestleMania 40. Um, because uh, so a little tidbit, I'm the same age as WrestleMania, so I'm ho- I'm waiting to see what WrestleMania 40 is going to be to see if I should go to that WrestleMania. Or if I may go to uh, LA Mania. But I, I, I'm still... I don't know about the two-night thing. <laughs> too much pressure to figure out which night to go to. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would feel that... I think 40,
0: they're going to host it in Madison Square Garden. I think they're going to have it there. They're going to have to. I mean, you, have, yeah. you have your Mania have 1. To. Yeah. You have your Mania 1 at Madison Square and you know, 40 have it there. Um, it's I thought that we're going to do that for 30 and then finding out they did it in what New Orleans New Orleans yeah, I, I was I at that, that one that was oh, fun I'm, I'm pretty sure oh my god but uh, I'll be my my bucket list will happen next year 38. Mike has been already to Mania so mm-hmm. he had that experience already he was there when Seth Rollins cash in the money in the bank and won the belt so he was there so yeah, I
2: was at the one where Taker broke you know lost the streak And I went there to see Undertaker at WrestleMania. (laughs) So, yeah. But, you know, at least I got to see uh, the Yes movement in full effect and everything like that. And the Ultimate Warrior going into the uh, Hall of Fame that year. And I went to that Raw after Mania with his last appearance. So that was very uh, bittersweet. He was the one that got me into wrestling in the first place. Him and uh, Macho Man, their match at uh, Summit. Yeah. Yeah. So them two getting get, seeing him, you know, live was very uh bittersweet. But I'm hoping to go to another one to experience, you know, different city and stuff like that. Um, so I'm waiting to see what they're gonna do for 40.
0: All right, if not if they
2: have something good for 38, come along. We'll be yeah. here. We'll yeah, be this here. is the one I was thinking of going. I was like, you know, going all. I never been to the West Coast, so you know. You go over to the West Coast, things like that, and experience L.A. and all this other stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, the two night—I don't know about the two night thing. I, I'll feel too pressured to want to go to both nights because I'll feel like I'll miss something on the other night, especially if you choose the wrong night. If you were—if you chose night two of this weekend, you've been pretty disappointed <laughs> to miss all that happened in the first night. So I just didn't want. And then, the, then what happened, the same thing happened last year with the two nights? Night one was better than night two. So it's just like that trying to, trying to get a psychic or somebody to uh, help me predict which night to go to. So, yeah. (laughs)
0: We'll have to wait and see. Absolutely.
6: Mm
4: -hmm. Money
2: Mike,
6: which was your favorite best moment for the mania weekend? You know what? Odds are that the first night is always going to be better at this point. And it seems like they like now that system of doing two nighters. Uh, So, you know, yeah. I mean, LA can't wait uh, but as far as this one, Cody, uh, yeah, I said it before, man. You know what? Seeing AEW Cody in WWE at WrestleMania, yeah. uh, that was it for me, man. I, I'm a Cody guy through and through. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that for me was a, a great moment. And, yeah, probably the top one, I would say. Uh, no offense, Mr. Austin. Uh, don't stun me. Um, so you know <laughs> it's all good I'll, I'll, I'll buy your lager. Um, but yeah, th- that was it for me and I can't wait for 39. Uh, I you know uh, it's here at home uh, I'm gonna I'll be there both nights all three with uh, NXT and uh, the Hall of Fame and all that all that stuff. There's gonna be a lot more um, wrestling
0: oh wrestling yeah. in LA. so yep. Yep. A lot, yeah, a
2: lot of going on, especially Raw after media. Definitely go to a Ooh, Raw after hell, media. That's, yeah. Oh
6: my goodness, Hopefully most fun I summer. ever had. <laughs> oh wow, yes, oh, everybody fandangoing and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> know, like, uh, yeah,
0: I cannot wait. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I, oh shit, I forgot to give mine's. Austin. I want to say, mm. I mean, I, I grew up. I'm a huge Austin fan. I would, you know, for me to have a tear in my eye crying for Austin. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, my God, just don't hurt yourself. I didn't sit down at all. I was just had my broken skull, my whiskey, and it was just like, oh, my God, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. And he did Mm not So I'm happy. Uh, That's my highlight at the moment for the Weekend Mania. Night one, of course, sold the show. And, And it looks like it might continue that way every year. Uh, unless they find a way how to balance it out, but we'll have to wait to see how they do this. So, hopefully, let's say LA Mania will be better, stu- more stupendous than the, this.
2: This WrestleMania, <laughs> this they'll bad. come up with another trigger word. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm looking the one
6: extraordinary.
2: Most... extraordinary,
6: extraordinary. You
4: know, yeah. <laughs> studied.
6: There you go, Charismatic.
2: <laughs> yes, I hope Must they go with see. that one. You list <laughs>
0: <laughs> They probably, yes, they will. But well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank everybody who actually tuned in and watching and also tuning everybody that came in on earlier. Good Brother Bo from Dirty Heels. Of course, Kenny from The Call-Up. And, of course, George McKay from Straight Talk Wrestling. Uh, don't forget the description below. You can follow them on their social media platforms. Subscribe to their channel because they provide you also besides here – uh, us as well, but they provide you great pro wrestling content for all of you guys there and the Queen the podcast, of course, herself. Uh the, the mini host on straight talk wrestling. But also JD and I know something's coming up, I think, tomorrow, correct? What is yeah. coming up on this show tomorrow? Because I'm excited to hear it. I think the world is excited. So let the people know where they can find WrestleBread and what's coming up for WrestleBread tomorrow.
2: So what's coming up? So WrestleMania season is always uh exciting for me. Yeah, it WrestleMania was stupendous. I I was ver- I hated the word stupendous by the time we got to <laughs> Mania, but I was like, okay, it, it was actually stupendous. I was uh pleasantly surprised that they got me to use the trigger word. Um but You know, WrestleMania season is always special to me. It always falls, you know, near my birthday. Um, And now the podcast anniversary is around this time. So tomorrow is actually the three-year anniversary of the podcast. Um, I will be doing a live stream on YouTube at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, And I'll also be doing an Ask Me Anything. Uh, You can ask me questions about wrestling, with WWE, AEW, um, with gaming, football, whatever. Um, and I will also be recapping uh, WrestleMania and um, Raw After Mania on there as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at JDC137. That's the letter C, 137. You can also find the podcast at WrestleBred as well. You can click the uh, links to find the Instagrams, uh, Facebook, the YouTube channel. Um, new episodes come out every Monday, but because of WrestleMania and everything, uh, it's been coming. I New episodes come out like Tuesdays or Wednesdays uh, to try to recap Raw. Thanks to Clark yes. Street Wrestling. I hope to see everyone there. Uh, you know, stop by, ask a question, or give me your opinion on how you felt about WrestleMania,
0: which was right.
2: actually stupendous. And
0: we will be there. I'll be there because I'll be...
4: <laughs> two-year anniversary.
0: That's how I'm to be. The two-year anniversary for sure. But, yes, the description is right below as well where you can subscribe. To Wrestlebrand podcast, you know the JD does a phenomenal job. I enjoy listening to her every Monday, how she had it, or Tuesday or Wednesday, but I enjoy it, and also. little moments, she has a slice of bread with JD. So you have mm-hmm. that, too. I like that. That's very catchy. I really love that, can <laughs> that idea. A slice of bread. That's right. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's course- something a
2: little to do. I tried to do a little more with the uh, YouTube channel. So I put out, like, a weekly segment of me kind of, like, giving my opinion of whatever, you know, crazy thing is going on. It's been a lot more of AEW talk with it then um wwe because it comes out right after um the day after uh dynamite so i kind of like touch base with that too but yeah definitely subscribe to the youtube channel to uh and hit the uh notification bell so you can uh, find out when it comes out
6: that is right what am Mike? where can it find us oh of course you could find us on spotify youtube uh you know all of the above of course and uh (laughs) You know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's like I lose track all the time. But if you join us, welcome aboard. And uh, because we don't only make podcasts here. What do we do, Mr. Ivan? We, all of us
0: here at the League of Extraordinary Podcasts as well. We all make history here, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure right below is everybody's YouTube channel or link tree, the description on the YouTube Subscribe to all these phenomenal League of Historian podcasters because they provide you the best pro wrestling content out there for you guys. Once again, I want to thank JD for taking it to the delivery of your time and joining in. I love you. Appreciate you very much for coming in, JD. And, of thank course, you Money. invite. Of course. You're my family. <laughs> you already know. And, of course, <laughs> Money Mike, of course, the most violent podcaster of all podcasts. See, your steam went down because George is no longer here. Yes, it's
6: just, you know. <laughs> Give me a few minutes.
0: <laughs> Let's see, There you go. And, of course, Devin, we missed you here, but I'll be tuning in. I'll be watching your recap of WrestleMania. I want to hear what you got to say about the Travel Chief. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking forward to. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, au revoir, good night, goodbye, and we'll
2: see you on the next one.